A new era of Chicago Bears football is nearly upon us. And at Zero Doinks, that can mean only one thing. A new, an exclusive new Red Hot single being released right now. This is inspired by Lin-Manuel Miranda's Hamilton. And it has appearances by Coach Cuse, Bill Doinks, daughter of Bill Doinks, son of Bill Doinks, and a special appearance by Styles from The Real Is Back. This is Helpless. sunshine tear up defense for the next three hours as the lions bikes and packs start to smell the flowers and things change like there's no serious tower and the bears got a quarterback that feels like power the envelope was signed and sealed and he's rocking number one we know it's real on the day he signed his deal and the bears got a quarterback justin fields
that was Red Hot. Thank you to all the participants with Helpless. This is a brand new season for the Chicago Bears. It kind of feels like a new season for Zero Dogs. Thanks for joining us today. We will preview Sunday night Bears, Rams, Andy Dalton versus Matthew Stafford. Ah, when is JF1 taking over this team? It'll be a lot more exciting. But we'll talk all about it. We'll make our final predictions for this year. We will make a lot more predictions for NFL games across the land with hams and bread, with hams and spreads in the middle. Rick Fieldsman, the return of Bears Fantasy Corner is on tap, plus much, much more. This is Zerdogs. Go Bears! Boing, 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 boing. Zero doinks. 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 Oh my god. Dan just spit out his drink. It feels like a new season of Zero Doinks. It's technically not. It's technically still season two, but the real games start now. Zero Doinks, no longer talking about preseason. Who gives a shit about Titans preseason games? We're back, baby. Things are amazing. Dan Doinks, how are you? It's a clean slate. You look amazing. You're wearing your Clark Griswold Bears hat. You look awesome. Hello. Thanks, buddy. I feel like you were stalling so I could get that swig of hams out of my nose. That shout was phenomenal. Great way to start the season. Third opening week. What do we call it? Opening kick. I can't remember what I said the first year. This is the third for us. Happy to be here. Can't fucking wait. Real shit. Real shit's happening now. It is. It's it's happening. It's game week. Hello to new listeners left and right across the country, across the world. Thank you. You're welcome. And we apologize. Thank you to our loyal listeners who have been here since day one. Or if you skip the first few episodes, good for you. Great idea. Uh, This is not the place for like real serious analysis. If you're new to the show, it's not. It's not. This is a place that you are absolutely going to get your rocks off, though. We can guarantee you that, right, Dan? That's right. I assume maybe quite a few of our listeners are laughing at us as opposed to with us because we're not big research guys. And Bill, I'm I'm fine with that. I just want you to have fun. We just want people to have fun, right? Yeah, we want you to have a great time. Kick back, suck back a hams or whatever you're whatever you're having these days. Maybe a wall whiskey if you're Darren in Ireland. We're going to hear from you a bit later, Darren. Love you, bud. Uh, it's a big show tonight. It is a return of two great segments that we love. Huey's Mayo and Eggs. Oh, my God. Spotify sent us, sent us audio. Holy crap. Big That's win. That's amazing. <laughs> it's a huge, surprising W. Thank you, Spotify. So that'll be on this episode as well as the return of Bears Fantasy Corner, an award-winning fantasy football segment as it doesn't get weird at all ever. Never. Uh-huh. Never. Always dead serious. We're always real serious that segment. So yeah, we're, we're let's go, Bill. Let's let's do this, baby. All right. Let's get into it, baby. Let's get talking about Bears. Zerk dogs. Garfield. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. F*** you, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> boing, 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 boing. Welcome back. I did not want to shout this time. Dan took a swig of hams. I didn't want to have him choke on his nostril hairs. That would not be good. This, if you've been listening to the past few weeks, is normally where Justin Fields' gold would be located. We are not bringing that back until he is on the field as our starter. We'll talk about it then. Dan, we'll, you know, we'll figure out our segment side. But you know what? It's fine. We're just gonna we're just gonna have a lot of Bears chatter this segment. A lot of Bears chatter. A lot of NFL chatter. Oh God, it's game week, baby. Right, Dan? It's game week. We're gonna go through the schedule, which I know we tried to do before they even released the schedule. I believe. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, Justin Fields' gold will be back unless Pablo wants to make an appearance on Zero Doinks. Then we'll we'll dedicate an entire episode to him. Is that I mean, we didn't talk about this, but I think that's safe safe assumption yeah. right yeah oh yeah we would definitely in fact two episodes one to him and then one to his leather chaps individually i think i think we could just do that it would be silence for like i don't know how many minutes but we could make that happen right do you have a segment for at snooka 55 do you have a segment name when pablo comes on uh i may have something in mind i definitely have some song ideas in mind that's for sure <laughs> All right, never mind. Let's hold that thought. I want to keep it a surprise then. Never mind. All right, what do we got for Bears? Chitter-chatter, 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 Bill. Well, let's not bury the lead. We've got quarterback issues starting week one, and his name is Andy Dalton. Let's talk about how you feel the whole Bears quarterback issue has been handled by both Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace since JF1 was drafted going into week one. What do you what do you think that what do you think happened first of all because we've got multiple rookie quarterbacks starting in this league in week one, Justin Fields is not one of them. Why why is this happening? Why why are we doing this? I don't have the answer. I don't think anyone does. I think all I just want to say Matt Nagy needs to stop bringing up Alex Smith. Literally every time he speaks, he brings up Alex Smith. Why? We've heard it. It makes no sense. That doesn't apply to the Chicago Bears at all, and he talks about Alex Smith like he's Joe Montana. It's fucking Alex Smith. Let's let's fucking relax. The why, I guess, I don't know. He promised him the job. He's worried about the O-line. If that's a concern, I'll say it again. Nick Foles should be starting this week. Just fucking stupid. It, it doesn't give us the best chance to win, but, Bill, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I'm exhausted by all the talk. <laughs> At this point, I'm just kind of done with it. I mean, Bears Twitter was on fire last week, week before. It seemed to have calmed down a little bit. 
these Bears fans who are they seem like they're openly wishing for Andy Dalton to fail and for the Bears to lose just to get Justin Fields out there quicker. Just stop it. Why are you wishing the Bears to lose? That's stupid. So I it's game week. I'm rooting for Andy Dalton because I want the Bears to win. And this shit will play itself out. One way or another, Dalton's going to get hurt. Dalton's going to be terrible. Or Dalton plays way more than he should. Nagy gets fired. We're going to get what we want one way or the other. So I'm at the point where I'm telling myself, relax. JF1 should be starting. He's not. Deal with it, Dan. This is what goes in my head when I'm at work. Dan, just deal with it. Breathe. Breathe, Dan. Just be cool. Settle down. Andy will be here just temporarily, and then he's fucking gone. And then we'll have our boy. So that's where I'm at, Bill. Where do you, where do you stand on all this? Are you freaking out? I'm not freaking out. I'm slightly less aggravated than I was last time we we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Um, I've yeah, I think I'm in the acceptance stage. I'm not yep. rooting for Andy go. Dalton to fail. Um, I just feel like he's going to, so it's just going to take care of itself. I think that's basically what you were just trying to say. I've, I've um, I, I saw there was something in the athletic. I don't know if it was Kevin Fishsticks or Adam, take me to the Johns uh, that wrote it, but they had a note that in 2020, statistically, Andy Dalton had a worse year than Mitch Trubisky when looking at QBR and something called EPA, which is expected points added. Don't ask me to tell you what that is. I have no idea. But I, I read that and I thought, sounds about right. Andy Dalton's probably worse than Mitch. I, I hate, to, I hate yeah. to bring up Mitch's name right now, but that just jumped out at me. Yeah, it's kind of one and the same. It doesn't. It just doesn't make sense. I don't think we need to make excuses or try to figure it out because it. I don't. I don't think we'll ever get to an answer. It feels like nationally people suspect that Nagy's who's going to pull a quick one and JF1's going to come in in some packages. I don't think that's the case at all. I think he's just going to let Andy just shit all over himself. And <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I want I want Dalton to I want Dalton to play well at this point. If he's going to play the first game, first few games, but let's just hope for the best. I think Danny Parkins had a tweet today basically saying he was rooting for the Rams and the Bengals, like basically just to expedite the process of getting fields out there. I don't maybe I missed a joke because that's got to be no. just a horrendous take. Maybe it's something he said on the air just to aggravate people and I didn't hear it because I can't listen to more uh, drumming drummer reviews on 670 the score later in the day. I guess he doesn't do that anymore with uh, the pervert gone. Why am I blanking? Danny Mac. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, I I just <laughs> the pervert. I had to think about that for a second. Who was the pervert on six seventy three? There's been a few, so I had to There's go through the Rolodex. Yeah, yeah. We're staring at you, Molly. You're next, buddy. You're going down, you fat bastard. So, what are we talking about? Are we still talking about Andy Dalton? Yeah, I think so. If you're if you're one of the Bears fans who's rooting for Andy Dalton to fail and for us to get our ass kicked just to get JF1 out there week two, you have a fucking dump in your pants. Grow up. We're rooting for a Bears win. NFL football is hard to win. We want to win. We want to go to the Super Bowl. Let's do it. Everyone relax. Get behind the red rifle rocket. Which is it? Red rocket? Is that a dog's thinking- penis? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking rifle, and then I thought rocket. Yeah, one of them's definitely a dog's penis, though. 
that's disturbing. The first time you see that in life, you don't forget it. No, it seems like it's a quick like emergency vet visit that you need to that you need to do. It's like, oh, a dog's intestines are hanging out of its body. What's going on there? Yeah, can't no, th- <laughs> yeah. can't they perfect that a little bit? What happened? <laughs> Just I, I, seems disgusting. It does. Yeah, the first time it happened to me, <laughs> I thought that Chris, <laughs> I thought Chris and Doug's dropped some lipstick on my dog's stomach. <laughs> That's what I thought. Your lipstick tubes on Wally's stomach, Kristen Doig's. Oh, my God. That is not a lipstick tube. R.I.P. Wally. Wally's gone, right? I think so. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Um, Bears. (laughs) Bears talk. Uh, How do we feel about the 53? (laughs) (laughs) You mean outside of our quarterback being a dog's penis? Uh, Pretty good great i don't know nothing too shocking i checked the bears depth chart earlier this morning they had not updated it i guess that makes sense they did it later today um the 53 so rodney adams what are we upset about daz newsome rodney adams those are the two that were like oh god how could we release them but we, they're ba- both back on the practice squad, squad correct so everyone yeah. relax yeah immediately got them back nobody else wanted yeah. them it was fine Everyone freaking out about Rodney Adams. I'm like, great. He played well in the preseason. He had a baby. Good for him. Everyone just relax. Rodney Adams was not make or break for our team. Everyone just settled down. It's just typical Bears fans just freaking out about God knows what. You know, some fifth string wide receiver. Oh, we got to have him. Okay. Okay. Just stop. Just settle down. Other than that, I don't know. Anyone jump out to you that you miss or? <laughs> no. It's all, it's all the same. Yeah. No I, surprises. No, no surprises. I'm, I'm glad that Tonga was not put on uh, put on waivers to get on the practice squad because that's one guy that would have been scooped up. He probably would have, actually. That dude's I think he would great. have. Yeah. That would be the one dude. Yeah, I'm glad we got uh, Thomas Graham back. We got multiple Grahams. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fine. I was a little... Um, a little bummed that uh, Danny Trevathan has a bit of a knee. That kind of yeah. sucks. That kind of yeah. came out of nowhere. It had a great preseason game against the Titans, and next thing you know, a bit dingy. A bit dingy. Yeah, I guess I guess Ogletree was kind of the fun story of the preseason, at least on the defensive side of the ball, and he probably wouldn't have made the team, right, if Trevathan uh, doesn't go in the IR? Maybe so not. is. So he kind of slid on there. He definitely seemed like he earned it, which I didn't realize the story was. He just he was visiting Robert Quinn oh, in, I didn't around see this. Hallis. There's the, I heard it on the radio. Apparently, he was just sort of in town to visit Robert Quinn, and his agents sort of like, "Hey, why don't you just go try out for the Bears?" Or why don't you, they somehow convince the Bears to give him a look? And here he is making a 53 man roster opening weekend. <laughs> So good for him. I guess yeah. I guess that's it. Otherwise, I don't know, the depth chart in, in general, is there anything that worries you besides maybe um, all of it? Yeah, besides the entire bookends of the offensive line. Um, speaking of which, that was kind of interesting that Tevin Jenkins is going to be eligible. Like, I feel like they think he may be back before the end of the year. I feel like that's big-time wishful thinking. That's, exactly. yeah. that's kind of one of the things that Pace really tried to emphasize in his 
awful press conference, which there will be a lot of audio at the end. Keep listening all the way through, everybody. Hint, hint. Um, yeah, so that so I found that interesting. Mm, stupid, though, also. Um, what's concerning? Yeah, all of it. Uh, Ryan Nall, no longer. Wait, he's on the he's on the practice squad. Ryan Nall's back, the, isn't he? Is the Beaver back? I have no idea. I honestly have no uh, idea. All right. I don't know either. I gotta look that up. Mm, I think I he's feel back. like he's gone. Oh, <laughs> we just gave opposite answers. We <laughs> did. All right, I'll I'll look it up. Um, All right. I I'm a little concerned. Well, I'm not. I shouldn't say I'm concerned, but lack of. Uh, Lack of depth at the cornerback position seemed to be a hot topic the past week or so, and I can definitely see why. We're putting a lot of eggs into the Kindle Vildor basket. I agree. That was that was pretty pretty much my only note outside of the offensive line is the corner position. You know, Johnson, we're still – I mean, he looks great. We need a lot out of him this year. He's got to basically carry our secondary because – we don't feel great about Eddie Jackson either, the back either, right? So, no. you know, Kindle Vildor, uh, Duke Shelley, and Artie Burns are backing them up. I mean, Artie Burns, I'm not even sure. That sounds like a like a guy who writes uh, like graphic novels or something. That doesn't even sound like a backup quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes me really nervous. So, if we can't get any pressure on the quarterback, I'm staring at you, Robert Quinn then we could be in a world of trouble, my friend. That is very true. Uh, Ryan Nall is back with the practice squad. Thank God. Thank Thank God. As is his former Oregon State teammate. I assume they crossed streams. Artavis Pierce. Um, A lot of other guys whose names I don't totally recognize, including safety Tease Tabor. Is that the special teams coach's son is it oh, the way it could be i think so i think i definitely think so that we have a lot of running backs we need this many running backs i feel like no. we don't is tariq, Cohen, tariq Co- is i think he he's okay? dead yeah no he's he's dead yeah he's all the way dead he had a secret surgery is that uh or they wouldn't confirm or nor deny that uh just say what? it just just say it just say yeah he had to have some shit fixed, uh, you know, cleaned up a little bit. It's not that rare where they have to go back in and clear up, like, scar tissue. Who cares? No. Relax. Yeah, it's. I feel like Nagy and Pace are just sneaky for the sake of being sneaky. It's like they feel in their heads they're like, oh, we're just like Belichick, but the, none of it makes sense. They're not sneaky about the right things. No. Same with, like, Pace, like, oh, and McCaskey have the have – the, what's the – deal with the contracts for your coaches and your gm oh, i'm not gonna say it well why not yeah say it who cares if you have to fire them before their contracts up uh, that's fine we don't that's care fine. Yeah. or if their contracts up who cares who gives a shit just what, what are they doing it's Mickey Mouse shit, Bill. I've said it before. It's a Mickey Mouse organization that we are stuck with, but we can't quit. We're here. It's game week. I'm excited. Yes. Yeah, let's get back to that. Uh, one quick downer, though. Uh, we have the oldest roster in the league, average age 27. <laughs> How'd that happen? Uh, Andy Dalton? Nick Foles? Yeah, good point. Uh yeah, the, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm to point towards those oh. two as pushing our number up a bit. Jason Peters also. He's mm. like 312. Yeah, he's, that's a good call. Good call. Yeah, 
he's ancient as well. Yeah, Jason Peters, um, his backup is Larry Borum, right? Yes. Periodic table, Borum. Isn't Borum one of the elements, periodic elements? You know, it's funny that you mentioned that. We just got like a giant periodic table with all the things to put in our kids' playroom, which, I mean, when you're playing as a kid, the first thing you yeah. want to think about is a periodic table. So great call by us, great parenting at the Bill Doink's household. Uh, I was terrible at that in high school. Same. Horrible. Like, I, yeah. I mean, borderline F. That's how bad I was. When have you had to use the periodic table in your career? Uh, I... I have not, except if sulfur is on the table, and that just <laughs> describes my thoughts after a night of hams. Yeah, thank you, hams, for sponsoring, by the way. We're excited that you're back for season three of Zero Doinks. Thank you so much. Thank you for the sulfur farts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one other thing I wanted to bring up, Bill, speaking of the roster, the, the uh, 53 man, I don't know if you caught this on The Athletic. There was an article about Cole Komet. Uh, doing a lot of film study on the athletic it's yes. like oh he's really doing a lot of film study with Matt i'm Nagy. immediately with matt Nagy. Yeah. i'm immediately nervous because do you remember the article of adam shaheen has been doing a lot of karate yes it's almost like they're talking us into these players i was okay with cole Komet. he needs a huge season we need him really bad we need him to make the jump and then i saw that article and i was like uh-oh they're trying to talk us into Cole Komet. Did you have the same thought that? Yes. They're trying. Yes. Someone's trying to convince themselves that he's better than maybe he is, and that's totally irrational. But all I can think of is, oh my God, Adam Shaheen did karate. He won't get hurt again, and then he immediately got hurt, and he sucks, and he won't get vaccinated, and he has COVID. Yeah, I I did also when I when I saw that I thought the same thing. I thought, okay, what kind of Adam Jahan's propaganda is this? He's been in that tight end room again. I didn't have a, as big a problem with it until I saw at the end of the sentence, Cole Komet has been doing a lot of film study with Matt Nagy after hours. So I thought the same thing. I thought, okay, are you watching like Goonies with him after hours? Gremlins, Gremlins two? Like what is this? I hope it's not related to football. I don't trust Matt Nagy trying to describe to any of his players what's going on on the football field. That's a low bar. Hi, I'm Matt Nagy. I think I used to coach for Andy Reid. Therefore, I am Andy Reid. Therefore, Alex Smith is Andy Dalton, right? It's like that same shit. Yeah. God damn it. But I'm excited for Bears season, okay? Don't (laughs) get me wrong. I'm still excited. But yeah, that I got very wiggly when I read that article. And correct me if I'm wrong, in the middle of that article, it mentioned how his numbers really shot up once Bill Lazor took over calling plays last year, and he was just—he was basically irrelevant up until that point. So glad Matt Nagy's back calling plays. So glad that seems like a really good idea for Cole Komet. Really excited for the season, Bill. I just can't wait to see Cole Komet out there after all of his film study. If I see an article about him doing karate, though, I'm out. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I think uh, I feel like Jesper Horstead does all sorts of weird athletic things. I'm, I can't wait for an article about him. Like, what do you think when the lights are low in Jesper's house? What do you think he's doing? He's jerking off. I got 
you don't have a name like Jesper and you're not doing creepy things in the low dim of your <laughs> Lake Forest condo. You are absolutely yanking and a cranking. Congratulations on making the team, buddy. I hope to see you out there. You're amazing. Keep Cole Komet out of a dojo. Please, please, Jesper. Do everything you can to stay out of the dojo with Cole Komet. Uh, thank you, Jesper, for bringing down the average age of the roster also. Although I feel like you might be 27. It's possible. You, it's I feel possible. like you've been on our roster or nearly on our roster every year since the Nixon administration. Anyway, we're pumped about Bears season. They are playing Sunday night on NBC against the Rams um, in Los Angeles. First crowd that'll be at SoFi Stadium, so that'll be interesting. I have a cousin that has seasons, and Ooh. I remember he posted something on social media a few months ago saying, here are my seats. Can't wait to make fun of your team when they visit. And I thought at that time, like, fuck you. You're not going to talk trash to my Bears. And now I'm thinking, I kind of hope you do talk trash to at least Matt Nagy. Feel free. Yes. Yes. A little booing, a little light booing. There'll be probably a good amount of Chicago fans there, right? LA fans mm-hmm. are terrible. They don't show up. So I imagine it's a lot of Chicago transplants will be out there. Yeah. I don't know. Are we going to do our, our prediction now, or are we going to wait till? What are we going to do? What do we want to do, Bell? Are we going to do the preview now? We want to do the season, Let's, the you full know season first? I've been I've had a hankering for for a preview, so I think I think let's let's talk about this Sunday's big matchup, and then let's let's fade let's fade out a little bit and talk about our prediction for the entire year. How about that? All right, you got it, buddy. I'll do a little Rams preview. Did a little dug deep, put that ass to sleep. Just in general, I'm kind of sick of the Rams. This is our third straight year uh, <laughs> talking about these bastards. No more Jared Goff, of course. Matt Stafford. Let's everyone relax on Matt Stafford, right? Can we just agree there that everyone just assumes he's going to be fucking amazing? He's a trash, trash time quarterbacks piling up the stats. I I don't know. Are you are you in the camp that he's going to be fucking amazing now with McVay? No, I don't think he's going to be amazing. I do think though. I I have my last memory of him. The last time I paid attention to him last year was when he threw for 400 yards against the Bears in Week 13. <laughs> so I'm still a little itchy. Uh, but no, I he is what he is. He's he, he's not going to like all of a sudden magically be Pat Mahomes in Los Angeles. That's not going to happen. No, I think people are predicting he's might lead the league in passing yards. He might be an M- long shot, like a good play for MVP t- candidate. Just stop it. Just he'll, stop no. it. It's Stafford. Come he'll on. He'll get hurt. Just, he will, he'll break his back again. It happens all the time. I could see where the defense is carrying that team all season, and he somehow is getting credit for it. I could see that happening. But all right. Let's do Bears, Rams. Bears are 54-38-3 all-time versus uh, the Los Angeles Rams, St. Louis Rams. Figure it out. Pick a spot and land there, you dumb bitches. Last game in L.A. was last October. Bears lose 24-10. to That was the start of the six-game losing streak. That was Monday night or Sunday night? It was definitely a night game. Do you remember? No, I don't. It was, it was t- either way, it was terrible. Foles was 28 of 40, 261 yards, two interceptions. Uh, The Bears had 17 rushes for 49 yards as a team. 
lot of Cordero Patterson, if I remember. Oh, yeah. I feel like we had a, him in a lot of like wildcat run. Oh, we'll talk about the Gophers later. Too much wildcat. A lot of that bullshit. Uh, only touchdown for the Bears was an Eddie Jackson fumble return. So that's cool. Any other thoughts from that game? That's really all I got. That was just it was just gross. Yeah, it never felt like we were in it. That's that's like never. my number one memory. I don't remember Foles being the quarterback for that game though. Actually, that's funny. I pictured Mitch. So, fuck you, Nick Foles. I guess. Yeah, fuck you, Nick Foles. Okay. Uh, all right. So last season for the preview that I did, I did the last game in LA for the Bears. Uh, which was January 1994, Bears lose 20-6, to six, so I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to do the first Bears-Rams game in St. Louis just to change it up. How about that, Bill? Okay, bud. First game, September 24th, 1995. It was played in Bush Stadium. Hmm. Gross. Fuck mm-hmm. you, Cardinals. Gross, gross. Bears lose that game 34-28. to 28. Uh, the game started with a Toby Wright 73-yard fumble return 55 seconds into the game. Good job. Good job, Bears. Good job. Good start there. <laughs> Excuse me. Eric Kramer throws for 317 yards and four touchdowns. He was awesome. Yeah. Chris Miller for the Rams throws for 231 yards, three touchdowns. Rashawn Salam, RIP, with 40 yards rushing. Jerome Bettis had 74 yards rushing in the uh, last game in L.A. that I previewed. He had 146 yards. Uh, Jeff Graham had 145 yards receiving for the Bears. That's all I got. Usually I preview two games. I'm doing that one because I'll be honest, Bill, I'm just kind of sick of the Rams. I'm just sick of them. That's fine. You should be sick of them. I I loved Jeff Graham. I had like this weird – Yep. Agreed. Unhealthy love. Like, he wasn't that good, but he always seemed like he had, like, 1,600-yard seasons. I bet he topped out at, like, 725. Yeah, I have the same memory. Just a smooth, yeah, smooth receiver. I'm I'm in. I'm in on that. I'm in on that. That's all. You think anyone had his jersey? Mm, I, I don't recall ever seeing one in my life, no. Same. Big mistake. Wonder what he's doing now. You want to take a, take a guess? Um... He is in Jesper Horstead's condo right now. That would be my guess. Filming Jesper's OnlyFans uh, videos. That would make yes. sense. Indeed. All right. So let's go to the uh, coaching staff here. Sean McVay, sick of covering him. He oh. is 43-21 all-time as the Rams coach. He's obviously – he kind of knows what he's doing, so good for him. You like him or are you – No. I, I, no? I, I, I don't like – I don't hate him, but – I, I'm so over him. Like, you're over the Rams. I'm over Sean McVay. He, I don't know why, I don't, I don't know why, but he kind of reminds, he kind of makes me think he's like the P.J. Fleck of the NFL. That's a good one. Like, he kind of loves the spotlight. He kind of, just kind of running his tiny little legs up and down the sideline. I feel like he really wants to be the center of attention. He's Is that a fair yeah, that's really assessment good. there? Yeah, because I feel the same way about Pete. The way I just described my feelings, like I don't hate PJ. I'm just sick of him. I'm over him. I'm sick over of him. him. I get yeah. it, and so I get it as thing. a Gopher fan. I get it. Yeah. I, have, I say I say that a lot. If he's on your team, you love him. If he's not, you fucking hate him. So you're yeah. you're going lightly. I'd say. I think you're just being nice. 
maybe. I, uh, <laughs> no, I'd, I'd much rather have Sean McVay as my head coach right now than Matt Nagy. I mean, that's that's a low bar, but come on. 1,000%. 1,000%. McVay's 35 years old. Still bothers me that he's younger than us. Yeah. I don't like it. No. All right. Grow up. Uh, Grow up. Come on, Sean. Grow up. Defensive coordinator is Raheem Morris. It's his first year with the Rams. Replaced Brandon Staley, who's the Chargers coach now, right? Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. Staley, man. That guy's moving moving quick. Moving quick around the league. Uh, Raheem Morris was previously the defensive coordinator of the Falcons. He was Buccaneers head coach from 2009-2011. He's a bad coach. Really bad. Just a bad coach. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he has any, like, Wikipedia and even on his bio on uh, the team website. He's got, like, no personal life either. Just a weirdo. I don't trust him. Let me just put that out there. I don't trust him. I think that's fair. Uh, I all of a sudden feel really good about our prospects on Sunday night. He sucks. He He, sucks. Yeah. that's, That's a bad hire. I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, well, I don't like it for them. I like it for us. Good call. I hadn't really considered that aspect of it, but uh, you know, if it's Andy Dalton, though, mm. I could game plan for Andy Dalton right now. But if he had JF one out there, Raheem would be very confused, very confused. Yeah. Shame on you, Nagy. You suck. You're a boob. You're a tit. You're a breast. What? Whatever we're calling you. Thank you to all our lady listeners, female listeners. <laughs> whatever you like. Pick your poison. That's what Mad Nagy is. A tit, a boob, a big old floppy one, whatever you want. That's Mad Nagy. Okay. <laughs> Offensive coordinator for the Rams is second year, Kevin O'Connell. Mm. Wikipedia says he's the son of an FBI agent. That's just weird. I think I, I think I brought that up last year. That sort of sounds familiar. Uh, Wikipedia also mentions he ran the second fastest 40 for quarterbacks at the Combine. I don't remember what year that was. Josh Johnson was faster, but Kevin ran the 40 in 4.61. So here's a fun stat. His career rushing yards in the NFL, he had three attempts for negative six yards. All of his rushes came with the Patriots in 2008. So uh, all that speed got him negative six yards. You suck, Kevin. Yeah, you suck. Uh, We'll see how you do now that... You don't have Jared Goff to kick around, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. You're a real asshole, Kevin O'Connell. Please don't have your FBI father look me up. Okay. Uh, Special teams coach, Joe DeCamillis. He was the Bears' assistant head coach and special teams coordinator 2013 to 2014. This is his first year with the Rams. He was with the Jags uh, from 2017 to 2020. He was an all-American wrestler at Wyoming. What does he know about special teams? He knows about rolling around with the dudes and singlets. What do we call those? We definitely call them singlets. Yeah. All right. You have one of those, don't you? I have multiple of those. Oh, okay. That makes sense. You wear those to work? Is that like uh, under the suit type of thing? It it is. It's under the suit, over the birthday suit, ladies. <laughs> Thanks for listening. That, that, that really covers up your your nibbles there. 
Uh, just a general observation. Joe DiCamillis on his picture on the website, he does not look well. He looks like somebody who's lived in Jacksonville since 2017 and maybe dipped into a little bit of meth. Doesn't look well. Joe, hmm. see somebody about that. Okay. One more coach, offensive assistant, Zach Cromer. Uh, that's Aaron Cromer's son. He's still hanging around. Your dad's gone. You should be too. Zach, Z-A-K. You're missing oh. a letter too. Zach Curry. Get out of here. Get out of here, Cromer family. You don't belong in the NFL anymore. Your dad spilled a lot of tea to Ian Rappaport about Jay Cutler. Just get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah, get out of here. Go back to high school, you pussy. All right, front office. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why we're so hard on Zach. He could be a good guy. I don't think he is, but he could it. be. Yeah. I doubt it as well. Was it, He was involved with the fight with his dad, right? I think Punching so. Punching a teenager. I think Zach was also there. Yeah, fuck you, Zach. Yeah. All right, front office. Obviously, their owner, creepy uh, Stan Kroenke. Uh, Nickname Silent Stan. I remember that from last year. That's weird. That's definitely pedophile shit. I did see he owns the Arsenal soccer team. So obviously we're big soccer guys now. Apparently he's getting a lot of pressure to sell the team. Just do it, Stan. You seem like a piece of shit. GM is Les Sneed. Who cares? No Gophers or Illini on the roster. That's it. I I, I was bored going through it because I'm sick of the Rams. Sick of their faces. Sick of their uniforms. Their uniforms are gross. They feel like they ruined a good thing. Yeah. Aaron Donald's cool. That's about it. That is about it. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, I don't know if he's cool or not. I just love what he put on Instagram relatively recently where he put something in a story of his that said, can't wait till week one so all those lame-ass Bears fans can shut the fuck up about their number two wide receiver. That's so great. That's awesome. We are in his head, Bears fans. You are not lame for taunting Jalen Ramsey about Darnell Mooney. You're not lame at all. Uh, why is he covering our number two receiver? Am I missing That's something? Great question. Uh, definitely crossed my mind, too. I don't even know who their other starting corner is, actually. Do you? Cooper Cup. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. No, but, yeah, is, it, what, is he – can't be better than Ramsey. No. Ramsey's the highest paid corner, isn't he? Or he yeah. was for a hot minute. Try to cover a Is it just because he, he cover is it just because he covers that side of the field? That'd be stupid. I, that'd be real dumb. I don't know. I love it. I love that Ramsey's <laughs> worked he's, up about it. It's clearly just been a running joke with Bears. Although I'm not sure Bears fans all of them think it's a joke. I definitely do. Cause come on. It's just relax. <laughs> we're also jumping back to the roster and the depth chart. We're still we're putting a lot on Mooney as well oh, yeah. to have a huge leap this year. If he takes a step back or if he stays where he's at, we are fucked. We are fucked. <laughs> it's hard to argue. I mean, <laughs> now that we don't have Ridley Ridley anymore. Oh, rest in peace. He's not back on the practice squad, right? Oh. God bless you. Thank you for muting. Oh, two sneezes. Go get yes. a COVID test. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, third one. Hat trick. All right. That one took right, me by Bill. surprise. So, <laughs> so why don't we, <laughs> as you try to collect yourself post-COVID sneeze, 
do we want to tick through the schedule here and give some yep. predictions and yep. figure out where things lie just before we start? Do you feel better or worse or about the same from where before camp started? I'll say. Um, I feel slightly worse because I was hoping that somehow JF one would change everybody's mind and be starting week one. But outside of that, it's kind of exactly what it was, right? There's no, eh, I was going to say there's no crazy injuries. Tevin Jenkins makes that offensive line significantly more soggy than I was expecting, but I don't know. I mean, he still would have been a rookie starting week one at L.A. at left tackle, so that still could have been a little scary. Yeah, I feel slightly worse. How about you? Yeah, same. I think I think when we originally were entering camp or we were kind of half talking our way through the schedule, I I had a thought in my mind that we're no, no worse than we were last year. As we're approaching Sunday night, I feel like we might be a little worse. And I, as I was going through the schedule, I know the schedule's tough. I think I think it could be a problem. So I think we could go, we could tick through it. We'll see where we both land. I'm I'm curious to see where you have us, okay. and uh, where we finish up here. Because <laughs> you're always you're always way more optimistic than I am. So if for some miracle, I have more wins than you do, then uh-uh. we could be we could be fucked. <laughs> we could be. There's a lot of moving parts here, as we know. All right, let's, let's start ticking through this. We will talk about our official pick of week one in the next segment, Hams and Bread. Yes. Uh, but just for the sake of picking a money line side, if you will, at L.A. week one, I have the Bears losing. How about yourself, Dan? Same. Loss. Okay. okay. 0-1-1. Home against the Bengals week two. I have them winning. How about you, Dan? Yep. Same. Win. That should be a win. Okay, one and one at Cleveland week three. I have them losing to Baker Mayfield. We're right on the money here. Same one and two for the Bears. One and two. Now, quick timeout. This is where I have Andy Dalton having gotten hurt at the end of the Browns game. And I'm even going to predict the injury. Right thumb. He hurt his right thumb. I don't know how, but he did. It's enough to knock him out of week four. So uh, let's just let's just put that out there, okay? So this is when JF1 enters in my world. I don't know if you have put that fine a point on it for yourself, Dan. I was so hoping you would say the red rifle hurts his red rocket. <laughs> it has to come out of the game. I it's hard to predict when he'll cut when JF1 will come in because it's going to be a Dalton injury. I think it could happen Sunday. I think it could very easily happen this Sunday, which yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna say anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean the logical everyone. The logical thing is everyone thinks he'll play against the Lions at home, second home game of the year. The Lions are terrible. That that's when he's gonna jump into the mix. I don't think. I don't think it will be up to Nagy because Dalton's gonna get hurt. So, I think that prediction of that's when JF1 comes in. If he makes it to the Browns game, I feel like I'll be surprised. Well. All right. I mean, that's fair. Let's let's talk about that week four matchup against the Lions at home. Detroit, JF1's first start in my world. Bears win. They're 2-2. Two and two. How about you? Win. Yeah, we should not lose to the Lions this year. No way, no how. At Vegas, week five, I have the Bears winning. 3-2. and two. I do, too. Oh, yep, here man. we go. We're, we're right man. in line here. Okay. Look at this. We return at home above 500 against the hated Packers. I have us winning that one. 
four and two. Dan? This is where we start to split. I have us going on a bad streak here. I have us losing to the Packers at home. Okay. I start to have a bad streak here. At Tampa, week seven, loss. Dan? Same. Loss. Bears. three. I have Bears three and four at this point. All right. I have them four and three. We return home on Halloween against the 49ers. I have us losing. You? Also a loss. I think I think the 49ers are going to be awesome this year. I hate to say it. They're going to be good. I think right. we can get our tits kicked in this game. I think so, too. I think uh, Bears will be 500 going on the road against the Steelers on Monday night. I have us losing to Pittsburgh before our bye week. How about you, Dan? I also have us losing in horrible fashion. Matt Nagy gets fired. <laughs> Write it down. Stick it, lick it, list it, love it. Matt Nagy is getting fired after the Steelers game. They may leave him in Pittsburgh so he can go back to Delaware. Is that where he's from? I don't know. Get out of my fucking face. That's amazing. He's either getting fired, Steelers, Ravens game. One of those two. I think he's gone. Who takes over? Do you have have a thought? Laser. Laser. Okay. Laser show. Bears will try to talk themselves into Bill Lazor somehow, but it will be just a hilarious end of the season. Okay, so after the Steelers, I'm getting ahead of myself. No, that's fine. Nagy's, Nagy's fired. I have him three and six at this point. Okay, I have him four and five. It's a bye week. We return home after a week of rest, after Bill Lazor apparently takes the reins 100%, and the Bears host the Ravens. I have them winning because – Especially if Matt Nagy's no longer the coach, we can win a game after a bye week. So I'm, you know, we're going to be 500 again. How about you, Dan? I have a loss. This is five, the fifth game, five game losing streak at home against the Ravens. Rough start for Bill Lazor. Short week, Thanksgiving week. We go to Detroit again for whatever reason. I have yet another win. How about you, Dan? Yep, win. Should not lose to the Lions. I'll say it again. Win, win, win. Okay. Shove, 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 row, row, row. A extended week at home, Cardinals. I have third win in a row for our Bears. How about you? I also have a win. It's going to be too cold for those warm weather fucks. Kyler Murray's going to look like shit. We're going to get a little more pep in our step. Win. Cardinals at home. Next week at Green Bay, I believe it's a Sunday night game. I have JF1 losing his rematch with Aaron Rodgers. How about you, Dan? Also have a loss. I feel like Rodgers is going to do one last fuck you tour, and uh, they're going to sweep us this year, unfortunately. Fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. The good news is we return home against Kirk Cousins and the very weird Vikings. I have the Bears getting a W at home against Minnesota. How about you, Dan? I also have a win. Don't uh, Nagy still seems to own the Vikings, even though he's gone. We're going to win in his honor, win at home against the Vikings. Then we visit Seattle. We throw fish around a market, and we lose to the Seahawks. You, Dan? I have us losing in Seattle, so I have us at 6-9. and nine. Very nice. Ooh. That one could be ugly as well. It could be. The end. <laughs> it could be. Uh, we return home for the home finale, unless we host a playoff game. We play the Giants at home. Daniel Jones blows. Bears win. Yep, also have a Bears win. Feels weird. We're two games in January. 
before the season ends. I know that extra game just feels weird. I have a win at home. The Giants are going to stink. Terrible. They're going to want to lose, too. Wait, no. They want us to lose to get a higher oh, yeah. pick. Yeah. So maybe they're, they try to th- play hard. No, they suck. What am I saying? Don't overthink it. Bears win. At Vikings week 18 this year. That's weird. Again, we finish at Minneapolis for whatever reason. Knock it off, NFL. But the same holds true as usual. Bears win on the road in Minnesota. Bears finish 10-7 and seven in my world. And they qualify for a wild card. Dan, how about you? Oof. Uh, I have a splitting with the Vikings this season. I have us losing in Minneapolis at whatever bank stadium they got this year. So I have the Bears at 7-10. Seven wins for the Bears. I think I had them at eight or nine, maybe ten when the schedule came out. But after going through it, I have them seven and ten. We're going into the offseason looking for a new head coach and hopefully a new GM. Yeah, I think those two could work together, although a lot depends on JF1 for the both of them, as we have talked about many times. Okay, all right, so we're three games apart. I have a sliding into maybe that seventh spot for the second straight year, saving Nagy's job. Mm, we'll see. But I do have uh, I have Fields rattling off a lot of wins there the last yeah. 14 games of the year. I love it. Rookie of the year. Yes. That happens. Yes. In your eyes, rookie of the year, I'll take it. I think we're going to talk about our props maybe at some point. Yes. I think you, you're I, – I hope for your results, not mine – but once again, your confidence is a wee bit higher than my own. That's all right. That's okay. You are probably with the majority of Bears fans out there, that's for sure. Dan, why don't we talk a little bit about the NFC North matchups in the next segment, actually, with hams and bread and spreads and all that. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes. All right. Thank you for analyzing both this Sunday's game and the Bears 2021 prospects with me, Dan. Go Bears! Zero doigs. Show me your red rocket. Thank you to our fans and eggs for throwing in their predictions for the 2021 Bears. Well, the pen is dry, but my hands are soaking wet. Darren from Dublin. All right, lads, how we doing? So, I reckon the Bears are going to do a 10-7 and 7 season ahead of us tonight. This year, I reckon the, with Andy Dalton, we're going to go one and two. Then Justin Fields will come in and he'll fucking light the shit up. And I reckon we'll finish 10 and seven. We'll come second in the division behind them cunts, the Green Bay Packers. We'll get to the playoffs. I think we'll do a good run in the playoffs, but we'll fall up short. And we won't make the Super Bowl, unfortunately, this year. But next year, we're going all the way, winning the Super Bowl, because we got Justin fucking Fields. I'm absolutely banjoed. I've had far too many whiskeys. But you know what? Cheers. Slauncha. There's worse things in life to getting drunk. You know a good lie has got some fans and eggs in it. I've waited my whole life for a chance to hear a segment with their fans while I suck on my beer. Ty from Ontario. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. How's it going, eh? Ty from Ontario. Taking the Bears to go 10-7 and seven on the season. Making the playoffs, baby. From Topeka to Maine. 
From Tokyo to Spain, we all want you here. We want you all here. Mark from North Carolina. Hey guys, it's Mark from North Carolina. Bears are going to go uh, 10 and 7 this year. Only reason they're going to lose seven games is because for some reason Gordon Beckham is going to start uh, announcing the Bears games and the players are just going to lose on purpose. So, yeah, go Bears, go Sox, Justin Fields is gold. Phil from Indiana. My prediction for the season, in the first half, the offense will not move the ball very well under Andy Dalton. Matt Nagy, after halftime, will switch to Justin Fields, who will lead us back to victory. Overall season record, 13-4. and four. Bears win the NFC North. Go Bears. From New York to Fort Wayne, by Greyhound or by train. Guess I'll keep waiting, waiting for fans and eggs. Any other games you like this week, Bill? Did you have a chance to look? No, I haven't looked yet, but okay. <laughs> how about you? Hams and bread, hams and bread, hams and bread, hams and bread. Zero dykes! Yes, yes. Zero dykes! Yes. Come on. Go! Zero dykes! Push the ball. Push the ball. Hams and bread. Go! Yes! Go! Kick it in! Hams and bread. Let's go! Pick of the week. Welcome back, Zero Donks. Let's just do it, Bill. Let's go right to our buddy, Rick Fieldsman. Hi, this is Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams, 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 and hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Our buddy, Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hands and spread. Hands and spread. Hands and spread. Rick feels me. Ricky feels me. Rick feels my dad. Hands and spreads. Featuring me, Rick Feelsman. We are back, everybody. This is Rick Fieldsman, and I could not be happier. We are on the doorsteps of week one of the NFL. Let me let me break something down for you. This is season three, episode, what, 28 of Zero Doinks, which makes no sense. No, this is the new season. This is the, the newest first episode of the season. We are back, baby. For the uninitiated, this is Hams and Spreads, the segment within the hottest gambling podcast in the beautiful U.S. of A. Zero Doinks. Rick Fieldsman has been doing some research and this is what happens on week one. It is the easiest board of all time. This is what happens. The, the the bookmakers, they get lazy over the summer. Week one, they don't know. They haven't been watching the preseason. You need someone to take that machete and get you through the Amazon and tell you what are the hottest picks. And that's what I'm bringing to you tonight. 
this is um, I can't explain how excited I am. I got we're doing all NFL. Sorry, Everton. I know you're not playing. I normally still bet you when you're not playing, but no, we're not doing that. We're not doing college football. We're not doing rugby. We're going all NFL games. Get those. Get that download counter going in there, Bill Doings, because this is going to be the hottest download of all time. Oh, should we just kick it off? Let's kick it off. Hams and spreads. Pick one. Oh my gosh. The amount of research I did, it's amazing that I still have a job. The first game we are going to is Thursday night, 7.20 p.m. Dallas Cowboys versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers are seven and a half point favorites versus this awful Dallas Cowboy. If, has anybody actually watched uh, this this uh, Hard Knocks in HBO? They are a boring team. Nobody cares about anybody. All they care about is that their shoes are shiny. That's all they care about. Jerry Jones goes to Christmas Pass. He's going to be rolling around in his in his uh, box up there. And whatever, man. It doesn't matter. The Buccaneers are going to win by three touchdowns. Seven and a half. Throw it all on there. You know what you do? You throw your funds. You start with that and you get some funds and then you throw it all on this next bet. It's back. Can you feel it? It's NFL, baby. Roger Goodell. He's keeping the teams together. Let's go. Next week. Hams and spreads. Pick two. All right. We're going to the next pick. Rick Fieldsman had 32 ounces of 6.5% beer tonight. And I did the math. And that makes Rick Fieldsman a happy boy. But we're going Sunday at noon. L.A. Chargers versus the Washington football team. You know I pulled up some rosters before I made this decision. Here's what we have. Ryan Fitzpatrick is at the helm of the Washington football team. I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's amazing. Here's what else I found out. Who's at left tackle? Charles Leno Jr. Oh, talk about another ghost of Christmas past. Charles Leno Jr. is going to be on the left side, but guess what? Ryan Fitzpatrick always rolls right, and they are currently one-point dogs. Washington football team, we're going to take the point, but guess what? They're going to win outright. Fitzpatrick is going to do run circles around Justin Bear. It's going to be the hottest noon game of the weekend. So you take those Thursday funds. You take those winnings. You put it on this game. You take those winnings, and you know we're going into the final game. You know where we're going, baby. Who's ready for it? Let's go. Hams and spreads, pick three. Printing money's pick of the week. Printing money's pick of the week is brought to you by Hams and Spreads. If you thought Rick Fieldsman had some hot picks, just ask my good friends, Foster the People. Get some funds, get some funds, fast as you can come. Thanks, Foster the People. Hams and spreads. It's not considered gambling unless Rick Fieldsman is rambling. 
Oh, we are back, baby. Wow, that took way longer than it should have. But we are going to the last pick. I gave you the hottest Thursday night pick. I gave you the hottest noon Sunday pick. We are going Sunday night. Chicago Bears at LA Rams. Oh, I've been waiting all year for this. Chicago Bears are seven and a half point dogs. I don't understand why. I respectfully decline, disagree, do not agree. The over-under is 46 points. Here's where Rick is going. I don't like the spread. I don't like the money line. I don't like the over-under. LA Rams total team points over 27 and a half is minus 105. I am throwing 100% of my account on this Sunday night. My account will be at record levels come 7.20 p.m. LA Rams over 27 and a half. It's a lock. Take with that what you will. Bears are probably going to beat that by a billion, but I'm going over 27 and a half. Oh, we are back. This is it, community. The doinkers are all getting together. The feels minners are all feeling me. Oh, let's just send it back to the boys. I want them to break it down a little bit more. We need some more Big Ten minute. I need a little bit of everything, so let's send it back. And as always, I have a good one at the windows. And this has been the world's greatest and first segment within a segment, Hams and Spreads with Rick Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman is the smartest person in the whole wide world. Rick Fieldsman can make you a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Huh. Wow. Erotic. It was. He sounds well-rested. He does. He's using a different app to record his segment within a segment he sounded great yeah maybe he finally got a new computer it's about fucking time or maybe the library got a new computer because i'm pretty sure that's where he goes good point what's an east chicago library look like in your mind Mm, no books no matter Mm. what there's no books no books and just a lot of loose socks everywhere I don't know why, just socks everywhere. I wouldn't touch them. Definitely don't touch them. No. But they're just everywhere. Do not eat the lasagna. That's that's all I have to say about. Don't that. eat the lasagna. Don't touch the socks, and do not eat the lasagna, because there's, well, there's cum in it. That's all I can say. Don't eat it unless you like eating cum. That's true. Welcome back to Hams and Bread, America's favorite gambling segment. Dan, I feel like you have a few good angles for our listening audience to to wet their whistle with. What you got, buddy? I'm sorry. I don't know what's wrong with me. That was really... Sorry to all our female listeners. That was really inappropriate. Just don't eat the lasagna, okay? Please just leave it there. Walk away. Okay. Got a bunch of random uh, against the spread thoughts, uh, stats from last year. I was on a site today on team rankings. Has the spreads going out the entire season. So they have a line for every Bears game this season. Bears are favored in four of the 16 games this year. The last game in Minnesota had no line. So 
According to that, we are going to have a terrible year, according to Vegas. Any thoughts on that, Bill? I think we were talking a little bit off air in between these segments. Uh, apologies for the 45-minute segment that you just listened to, and thank you also. And you're welcome. Um, it's got to be tough to factor in the quarterback situation in it Chicago. It does. Right? So I would hope that those four out of 16 would be at least be like eight out of 16 when, when Fields gets in there. Although I don't know how much he'll swing the line. I, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. It doesn't make me feel good, though. It kind of hurts my feelings. Same here. Same here. So the biggest the, the game where the, we're the biggest uh, favorite is the home game against the Lions. No surprise there. We are predicted to be uh, giving five and a half points for that game. Can't even give a full touchdown to the fucking Lions. Disrespectful. The biggest dog is when we're away at Tampa. We're supposed to get uh, 10 points for that game. Uh, so Bears were 8-9 last year against the spread. It was also our record at the end of the year, right? Am I right? Am I, did we win eight games last year? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Rams were 10-8. and eight. Best team against the spread last year. You want to take a guess? Jaguars. Nope. Close. The Dolphins. Dolphins were 11-5. and five. Worst team against the spread. Mm, Colts. I'll give you a hint. They were led by the Red Rifle. Oh, Jesus. The Cowboys. Cowboys. They were 5-11 and 11 against the spread. A part of that has to be they just they fuck with the lines a little bit because they know Cowboys fans can't even help mm. themselves, which I think they also do with Bears lines a little bit, but we can't help ourselves. All right, so let's do this week's game. Bears are plus seven and a half. That has not really changed since they released the schedule. I think I got Bears plus seven. Uh, good job, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went back and looked. I placed that bet on May 12th. The wow. Bears plus seven. Hasn't really changed much. The over-under is 45. Which way are you going to go this week, Bill? I would go... I'd go Bears plus seven and a half. I feel like a, a late backdoor cover. Bears lose outright. I am not going to ride or hump that money line like I normally might because Andy Dalton's the quarterback. I would hump the under also because um, I feel like the Bears will lose 17 to 10. That's my prediction. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay right with you there. I, I like the plus seven and a half. Not super confident in that, so I wouldn't throw all of your money at it. And uh, also a disclaimer, you shouldn't take any gambling advice from me, which I'll cover in a little bit as well. Uh, I like the Bears, though. Just give me the points. We'll figure it out later. I also like the under. Points are going to be a problem for the Bears. I think our defense could fuck. Take the under. It's going to be the total is going to land somewhere in the 20s. So what I'm hearing is if you are a shrewd listener you go rams and you go over and you will fade the doinks <laughs> all the way to the bank that is a little scary that we're landing in the same place yes fade the doinks audience fade, fade the doinks fade the fuck out of us do you get in that point like at this point are you gonna are you gonna try to fade us as well no you go the other way because i yeah. i'll do that sometimes where i'm like ooh, i really like the bears plus seven and a half and then i'll just immediately go the other way then i don't know if i'm in my own head and yes. I'm flipping it on my own. I get it. I get it. I put my brain in a pretzel and I always lose. <laughs> I 
know. You just, I think you got to keep it simple. You go with your gut, even if your gut absolutely sucks. You just roll with it. It's no big deal. That's what I've done for years. And the good news is I still own my house as opposed to Wells Fargo. Um, I don't own Wells Fargo either. <laughs> Side note. Um, okay. All right. So we are obviously going to start 2-0 and with those hot picks. If we parlayed up, we're going to do very well. Um, what else you got, Dan? You have other thoughts. I know you yeah. do. Well, we want to cover, I think we, we were talking about covering our futures bets mm. this year, just a reset mm-hmm. here. Why don't you go first? What do you got? So I have 13 wagers. We will not go through all of them <laughs> because that would be very, very boring for our listening audience. I did create a futures folder on my iPhone because I'm very nice. stupid and I would not be able to find all of them. Uh, my favorite one, I would say most recently, was what I discovered. You, you really got to hunt these down on DraftKings anyway. I've not looked at FanDuel or, or Barstool, but um, over two and a half division wins for the Bears. That is my new favorite because, Ooh. yeah, you got the fucking Vikings twice and the Lions twice, obviously, right? So they better win three of those four. So uh, it, last I saw, it was minus 130. I through some cash on that and i feel like it's going to make up for a lot of my other futures many of which involve uh winning at least nine regular season games and many of which also involve justin fields winning the offensive rookie of the year dan back to you how you looking with your bears futures i like that i that's exactly i have the bears winning three divisional games in my predictions there so uh, I like that one. Yep, I have JF1 Rookie of the Year. I think we've covered that before. I have Matt Nagy Coach of the Year. I also have him getting fired, so that's a problem. <laughs> and I also I also want to reiterate that that was a free bet, so no skin in the game there. Uh, I do have the Bears over 7.5 wins, and now that I go through my <laughs> predictions, that's not going to hit, but that is plus 107, so even uh, DraftKings was willing to give me a little more to hit that over. So after I went through the predictions today, I did go, uh, I was cruising through FanDuel, and they have win bands, so like certain ranges of wins, and they'll pay out. So I have Mm. Bears finishing between six and eight wins was plus 150. So after I went through that, plus 150 for Bears to finish with six, seven, or eight wins seems about right if they go, if they hit eight, I hit two of my wages right there. Wages? Yes. Wagers. <laughs> wagers. There we go. The hams are slapping. Thank you, hams. Pow, pow. Pew, pew. And the, uh, the last one I put today was Bears exact finish in the NFC North. I have them finishing third, which pays out plus 135. Because if they finish 7-10, and 10, I think that puts them in the third spot in the division. Yeah. Yeah, that Lions are fourth no matter what. The fact we've even talked this much about the Lions is a complete waste of our listeners' time. I apologize on behalf of both of us. We've mentioned them far too much. Uh, I have a similar wager, except I have them winning the division <laughs> at, least, <laughs> at least once. And I believe I placed that when I was at least 40% convinced that A-Raj was not playing this year. Okay. That's that fair. one's on that's me. Fair. It's on me. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's all right. That's all right. You can cash that out, I'm sure. They will not let you do that. Uh, speaking of the Lions, let's stick with them. We want to talk about the other <laughs> NFC North games this week. Yes. 
Yes. 49ers are at the Lions in Detroit. Lions are getting seven points. Noon mm-hmm. kickoff, Ford Field. I think the 49ers kicked the shit out of them. That line should be at least 10, in my opinion. Yeah, that that's an interesting one. Yeah, like Jared Goff, a new coach. I feel like the Lions might – they look like a 1-16 team, don't they? They really – they really do. And that one win will not be week one against the 49ers. Seven points. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think it may be close to that, but the game's not going to feel that close. That sounds weird, but yeah, I would go I would go 49ers. God damn it. Fade the, the doinks and take the Lions, guys. I, I'll be honest. I think the 49ers might win the NFC this year. They had a lot of – I just kind of forgot. They had a shitload of injuries last year. Yep. The quarterback position, I think, is is a bit of a problem, but Maybe. I watched a little bit of the last preseason game, and Trey Lance actually looked – he looked pretty solid, I'll be honest. Yeah. So they're getting a lot of people back, healthy. They're just, they're just a better run team than most – than definitely our team. The Lions are actively trying to lose. They're, I think they're in a race with – Houston to get the number one pick I don't think they want to win football games this year it would be dumb for them to do that and I think they intentionally hired a dummy coach to help them get there my favorite part of the Lions is drafting the number one left tackle in the draft and making him a right tackle (laughs) (laughs) it sucks too right I love that isn't he horrible yeah yeah yeah, Lamont I'm surprised Blanks by that. Is so he's... mad at them for for that move. So mad. Who's sorry? Who's who's upset? Lamont Lamont Dykes, oh, our buddy yeah, Lamont okay. Dykes, hates hates the Lions but loves them. And can that's like that sums up the Lions franchise to him, and that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, they're going to be awful. That's going to be a tough year for Lions fans, but you're used to it. All right. Let's go to the next game. Vikings are at the Bengals, also a noon kickoff. Vikings are three-point favorites on the road. I would probably take the Bengals. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I would just take the, the points yes. at home. The Vikings are, I don't know, who knows? They're probably just full of COVID. Between now and Sunday, they may half their team might be out, so just grab the points while you can. I would I would sprinkle a little bit on the points and I would sprinkle a ton on the money line. I think Bankle Bankles the Bankles win outright. Too many hams. Oh man. It is hams and bread and the things are slapping. Um yeah, I think the Bengals win outright. I think Joe Burrow, assuming his knee is intact will absolutely light the Vikings defense's asses up a lot of real cocky Vikings fans think that their defense is incredible again for no reason that's not that's not true guys it's not true and I I don't mean to dox you our old buddy Dustin at that Vikings fan eight but one of his tweets this year just made me laugh out loud he said he said, uh, I love Kirk's swagger and his aggressiveness, not just in practice, but snapping back at reporters. Come on, Dustin. Ew, you're better Justin, than that. Come you're on, buddy. Better than that. Stop it, buddy. No. It's Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins and swagger has never been used before. Ew, just gross. Knock it off. You I, I'm not I'm not super confident the Bengals are gonna light their no. asses up. 
Joe Burrow might still be full blown hurt, right? Seems like uh, he's and he's getting he's still a little worried about his offensive line. Uh, who's their their new receiver? He's had a lot of dropsies this preseason. Yeah. Might also hit women. Did I read that too? Uh oh. I hope not. Okay. Uh, don't quote me on that. <laughs> allegedly, this could be another uh, Hawk Harrelson Tony Larusa love triangle story as well. So. All right, so I think we agree that just take the points. If you had to take something, maybe just stay away completely. Uh, Packers. Moneyline Bengals. Okay, Moneyline Bengals for Bill. Packers are playing the Saints in Jacksonville, 325 game on Sunday. Did I hear that the Saints got to pick where the game was at? And they somehow thought there wouldn't be many Packers fans in Jacksonville. I didn't understand that at all. Can you explain it to me? Yeah, I read the same thing. I read it today because that's when I started doing research, not a big research guy. And apparently part of the logic was, yeah, not a ton of Packers fans, maybe, which I don't necessarily agree with. And part of it was um, Aaron Rodgers' career success in the state of Florida. What would that have to do with a game against the Saints on a neutral field? That is that's stupid. That sounds like Dumb. Sean Payton trying to outthink everybody, right? Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I take the Saints. I take the Saints in the points. It's not a really a home game. I can't quit Jameis. I love Jameis so much. I think he's going to surprise some people. I think they're going to keep it close. I can see the Packers winning on like a field goal. But I, line, I take the Saints. What's the line four, again? Four. Four. Packers minus four. Oh, Packers minus four. No way. Yeah. No. So I'm I am sprinkling just a, a a bit on Saints plus four, and I'm doubling my units on Saints money line. Saints win outright. Okay. All right. Good. Good. All right. Hey, I'm not gonna argue with that. Uh, any other games you like? I got a few in the hopper here, but I want I want you to lead it off, Bill. Uh, no, I have absolutely nothing. Okay. Dan, back to you. Yeah. Some things never change. I love it. All right, other games that I like. Uh, let's just kick it off Thursday night. I can't quit the first, the first game of the season Thursday night. Dallas plus 7.5 against the Bucks. I'm just going to go ahead and take the Cowboys. I don't what? know why. It makes no sense. That's This Outrageous. is one of those things. This is one of the things, Bill. This is when I don't know if I'm in my head or not. The Bucks seems like a slam dunk pick, so I'm going the Cowboys plus 7.5 Thursday night. Uh, but I will tell you this. I forgot to mention this earlier. I did put the Bucks in a teaser to get them down to basically they just have to win mm. with the Rams. Oh boy. <laughs> so sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry about that, Bears fans. But uh, it just seemed to make sense if I was going to do a teaser. Bears on the road in L.A. Seems kind of unlikely they're going to win. You said it yourself. You're not hammering the money line. So Bears cover, maybe not win. So Bucks aren't losing Thursday night either, but it could be closer than we think because Tom Brady might still have COVID. I would go – I'd sprinkle a ton. I, I hate the hook there. The hook makes me nervous. The hook is what got me. Yeah, I I just think it's a Mike McCarthy coach team. I, I don't think I could put any bread into into his hams at all i think i'd go bucks it is a lot of points i i get the logic i think the bucks are going to be unbelievable this year uh i hate to say it but i think it's true i would go i'd go bucks I, i'm sorry dan we're 
we're just seeing it differently here. Okay, that's fine. Yep. Maybe just stay away. If we're both confused, somehow we'll both lose that one. Okay, uh, next game. I like also another very weird one here, Bill. I like the Texans plus two and a half at home against the Jags. I think they're two dog shit teams, two bottom three teams. This is probably the Texans' only win all year. I like plus two and a half, sprinkle a little on the money line, plus 124. Urban Meyer and the Jags are they're going to be trash. So this is it. Tyrod Taylor is going to win. This is the only win of the year for them. What do you think of that? I like, yeah, I like that. I, I feel like everybody's ignoring the Texans. I mean, don't ignore the Texans, okay? They are a quality outfit. Tyrod Taylor, he's done nothing in this league but win games. So, yeah, I I like it. Yeah, I, I do. I think Jacksonville will probably be slightly better than you are giving them credit for this year, although Urban Meyer does make me rethink that opinion. I think Trevor Lawrence will be awesome at some point this year. I don't think it's week one. Not game one. Yeah, not not game one. No, because rookies blow week one, which is why Matt Nagy's a genius for sitting <laughs> JF1. Uh, yeah, I I like it. I don't know that I would go money line, even though I'm a big money line guy. Two and a half's weird, though. Yeah, I just go. I, I wouldn't go two and a half. I'd go money line. <laughs> Texans, <laughs> bang it, slam it, stick it, lick it, post it on the internet. Texans money line. I love it. You. Just- that was quite the ride there. Thanks, Bill. All right, let's do one more game, and then we'll get the fuck out of Ham's E-Bread. I like the Chargers on the road in Washington. They're only giving one point. I think the Chargers are going to be awesome this year. I think people are too high up Washington's ass. I'm taking the Chargers on the road. I know it's cross-country game. Everyone relax. Justin Herbert, I was wrong. He's awesome. He's going to kill it. Take it. Chargers. Minus one at Washington. That's your pick. Um, I would stay away in real life. I'm probably not going to put any cash on this one. Did you say it's a 3.30 game or noon? Do you know that? I have what no do you idea. Got? So no the only noon. reason I – Let's call it noon uh, game. Okay. The only reason I ask is because this that feels like a classic chase game. Although if it's at Washington, you're right, it's probably noon. So that's probably not going to be a chasing my prior losses at noon. I would go Washington. Confirm. Noon game. Noon okay. game. Ugh, God. Hmm. There's a time difference. They didn't have their own pillows in the Washington, D.C. hotel. I don't know. I wouldn't go against uh, gambling Ron Rivera or whatever the fuck. Riverboat in week Riverboat. one. Yeah, <laughs> week one. He's been angry. He had cancer. He's angry at people on his team that won't get vaccinated. I think he takes it out on the Chargers. The football team wins. They cover the one point. They win by one and a half. Take them. Okay. All right. That's fair. We're different. Try to figure this out, Zero Dorks (laughs) listeners. We don't know what we're doing, clearly. You don't either. If you're taking advice from us, you're in trouble. Just don't spend too much money, guys. All right? Yeah. I think, do we need a disclaimer? I don't know if we do. I would ride with Rick, though, in all honesty. Rick, now you want to talk about being taken for a roller coaster all year. Follow Rick Fieldsman, but he's he will end up 500 at worst. So <laughs> ride him. Ride him hard. Yeah, you're going to be up a lot of fun at a minimum with Rick. So do that. Ride him hard put him away wet isn't that what people say yeah ridden that's what hard Hawk put him, yeah 
what does that mean? That's gross. That Disgusting. always grosses me out. I know. I feel like old women say that from the country, like mm-hmm. out in the country. Like I, I'm a Central Illinois guy. You probably could tell from my accent, according to Bill's <laughs> Bill in the last episode. That he's like a like, like big, big fat country woman. Like she looks like she was rode hard, put away, wet. I'm like, ew, what? Did you just call her a whore? What does that mean? Yeah. Am I wrong? Do I have no. that wrong? What exactly is the riding hard part? Like, It's I fucking, think, I think. Right. It's my assumption. Okay. Like in a barn then? Assume. In a barn? On top of a barn? On top of a horse, I believe. With a horse or on top of a horse. There's definitely a horse involved. Or cattle. I don't know. But there's definitely red rockets everywhere. Man, if dogs have red rockets, what do horses have? Whoa, baby. A fucking fire hose, baby. This has been America's favorite gambling segment, Hams and Bread, with a fair amount of hams and spreads right in the middle. Thank you, Rick Fieldsman. You're zero, 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 and zero. You are 500. That makes you 500 for the year already. Congratulations, Rick. Looking forward to working with you all year long. Dan, thanks for your hot picks. Fade the doinks, zero doinks. Put Rick away wet. Do you have a bear that you fantasize about every Sunday? So do we. It's Bears Fantasy Corner. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Bears Fantasy Corner is fucking back. God bless you guys. You waited long enough to hear this great segment. This segment is sponsored by Hollywood Walk of Fame recipient John Lithgow. Catch him today on VHS, Harry and the Hendersons, a Hollywood classic starring John Lithgow, who won 17 Oscars for that movie. Here we go, Fantasy Corner. Bill, any thoughts before we just get into the meat and potatoes of this segment? (laughs) Yes. Yes, I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, John Lithgow, yeah, 17 awards. I think you're right. I think um, the biggest surprise, though, is when he won Best Supporting Actress for Harry and the Andersons. That was a strange one. And his speech, oh, boy, couldn't get away with that in 2021. John, Jesus Christ, watch your mouth. My grandpa was watching. Um what an actor, though. What an actor. He, God, what a God bless thespian. him. Just, just yeah. wonderful. Wonderful, just man. Wonderful. Rest wonderful in peace. Man. No, he's still yeah. alive. I don't know. I don't know if he's still He's still alive. alive. Yeah. Yeah? You sure? Yeah. Okay. I called him. He's Did a sponsor. He <laughs> no. Okay. All um, right, here we go. Yeah, let's, uh, I'll give you some... <laughs> Let me give you so let's go through some uh, top performers last year uh of fantasy performers uh Rodgers, Josh Allen, Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. Whoops, I don't think he'll be in the top 5 this year. Top non-quarterback performers last year, Derrick Henry, Kamara, Dalvin Cook, uh Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill. Any thoughts on any of those? Those all make sense, right? They do. It makes me sad. Nobody cares. But there was a decent amount of Bear Force One players, and we lost to you in the playoffs. 
Dan Doinks, you won the title. You are defending champion of our longstanding auction keeper league. Congratulations, Dan. I'm still mad at you. Sorry that I'm not sorry. Uh, worst performers last year. There's uh, three. I have the top three here. Taysom Hill isn't one of them, which is shocking. We'll have a sponsorship by uh, Glad again this year. So thank you, Glad. We'll get into that after we start the season. Worst performers last year. Uh, first one coming in at negative 4.53 points was Kendall Hinton, wide receiver for the Broncos. I believe he's the guy who played quarterback for that one game, COVID game. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. I was like, how, how did somebody have negative four? That's amazing. That had to be I that I think guy. that was him. I think that was him. Uh, the next two, though, are not going to make you happy. Next one is, uh, I don't know how to say his name, Nasimba Webster. He's a wide receiver for your Chicago Bears. Negative two points. The next one, Dwayne Harris, wide receiver for your Chicago Bears, Bill. Okay. Yeah. Um, That does not make me feel good. Is Dwayne Harris our punt returner? Do I have that wrong? He was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I would not pick him up in your fantasy league. I'll just say that. No, unless you have special teams outside of kickers for some reason. You shouldn't even have kickers. No offense to the league that we're in with the fans and eggs. Um, yeah, the new guy, though, the Webster, a current bear, right? One of the guys that we yep. we risked losing, the guy that just had the baby, Rodney Adams, right? We you gotta, got Got to get that Webster guy. He ran a 4-3 yep. 10 years ago. You got it. Two of the worst performers, fantasy performers last year. Good job, Bears. Good job, Ryan Pace. Maybe look at some fantasy performances once in your life, you great hair bastard. Okay. That's all I got, actually, for last year's fantasy performers. Do you want to give us your fantasy pick for this week, Bill? I would. So if this is your first time listening to Bears Fantasy Corner on Zero Doinks, first of all, God bless you. You've missed a lot of weirdness. Uh, second of all, welcome. This is you're in the trust tree. You're in the trust nest. Dan and I are both sitting on an egg right now, and that egg is filled with a Bears fantasy pick of the week. Whether you play daily fantasy, whether you're looking for that edge to beat your opponent this week, we've got the pick for you. So I'm going to start it off because Dan told me to. Uh, as you know, Bears at L.A., uh, Rams have a good defense, right? So where else would you go but Cairo Santos? My prediction, even though Shit. I think I... that was mine. <laughs> even though I think a couple segments ago I, I said that they'll only have 10 points, uh, my prediction for Cairo Santos, three field goals and two extra points. He is going to have a hell of a week. Three of those field goals, uh, I just said three field goals, all three will be 50-plus yards, uh, one of which will be 61 yards, and that is going to win you the week. So Cairo Santos, Bears, Fantasy Corner, pick of the week from Bill Doinks. Grease Tank, you are going to, I hope, keep an Excel file this year So, because Dan and I are kind of dumb, and our memories suck, and at this point in the show, we're always a wee bit inebriated. Dan Doinks, who's your pick for week one, Bears Fantasy Corner? So, just just to, uh, you said two extra points 
for Cairo this week? Okay. Yeah. That works out perfect for, for my prediction this week. I didn't actually have Cairo this week. Uh, fooled you. Whoop. I have a gentleman on the offense this Sunday night in L.A., SoFi Stadium. What's a SoFi? What is that? Is that an internet thing? Yeah, I don't even know. I'm going to guess a speaker, but I, I might be wrong. Okay. I think that's a Sonos. Oh, yeah. But you're good. This guy's going to have two receptions for two yards, two touchdowns, one of which will be thrown by Darnell Mooney right in Jalen Ramsey's face. That man is Jimmy Graham. Jimmy yes. Graham is my pick of the week. He's going to be irrelevant the entire game, but he's going to somehow get two touchdowns. Love it, lick it, stick it, shove, 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 row, row, row. Bears Fantasy Corner, that stands pick of the week. Jimmy Graham. I love it, Dan. That is so red hot. Can we talk just a second about our auction experience that we had a yes. couple weeks ago? Are you still mad at me, Dan? So we do auction style. Mm-hmm. There are 12 teams. We go around a virtual table with part of it, but this year we had some people in the house. That was fantastic. Um, the whole point is, you know, you got 160 bucks to spend on 16 roster spots. You can pretty much get anybody you want unless you get too drunk too early and you don't have a lot of money to spend at the end. I outbid Dan for Kyle Pitts at tight end. You seemed a bit aggravated about that. Uh, mild. That one didn't bother I, I, I would yeah. say mild. Mild. But mild, yeah. yeah. At the end, though, Dan had $1. I had $2 left. Dan threw out Rondell Moore, former Purdue Boilermaker, and I said, no, 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 not so fast. He's coming to my fantasy team. And you, honest to God, you've never looked at me that way before, Dan. It was anger. I pictured you like – as a football pl- a college football player about ready to kick somebody's ass on the line i wasn't scared but i felt like i hurt you you you're not wrong i we were sitting right across from the table from one another i was very warm in there rory doinks could we please throw a little ac on in that room i was just not in a good spot mentally at that point i was tired i had quite a few hams I also was driving home, so I was already worried about that. I was upset. I was hanging on to that one for a while, hoping nobody would, as we were throwing players around the table, everyone was just sort of throwing someone out. I was shocked he was still there. You and Jack were just sort of sitting there, I thought, half paying attention. You stole him from me. So I had to wait an entire round the table to grab someone else. And you know who got scooped up right before my next pick? Jameis Winston so I was also upset about that and somehow that became your fault as well so I apologize for irrationally glaring at you but I was upset I'm man enough to say it I was upset but I'm sorry and I love you you don't owe me an apology you owe Jack an apology though because I'm sure I won't do that I will (laughs) not apologize to Jack I owe him nothing that uh i would say uh as a token of our appreciation for you for my friendship to you and returned from you 
he is going to start this week at one of the flex positions. Rondell oh. Moore. Yeah. How nice. He's going to be awesome. Thank you. Uh, we're not playing each other, so that's fine. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. He's dead to me. Uh, I did uh, manage to keep J.K. Dobbins, though, which was great. That ended up mm. being a great keeper for myself. Uh, that fell apart pretty quickly after, like, two days later, he, he died. Yeah. He died on yeah. the field. He did. He did. That's not great. Uh, we alluded to the fans and eggs draft that we did a snake style draft. Uh, thank you, Mike in England for putting that together because I would not have been organized enough to do that. Uh, it lasted like 29 minutes. That was rapid fire. It was fast. I like that. That was a good way to do it. I also did another draft a few hours after that. Each pick was a minute and a half to two minutes took way too long so i i now feel spoiled after doing the one that mike hosted that that's actually how it should be done you shouldn't have to think that long about your picks what are we doing here we're not paying these guys just pick them quick garfield this has been the first edition of this season syrup doings of bears fantasy corner Sponsored by John Lipgow's Hollywood Star. Don't step on it. It's probably a bit fuzzy from Harry and the Hendersons, I'm guessing, right? It's probably made out of his costume. Yeah, I think so. Or his pubes. Yeah, either way. Uh, rest in peace, John Lipgow. You had a hell of a career. Congratulations on your 17 Oscars and your three Emmys. Congratulations. We love you. Bears Fantasy Corner. Thank you, Dan, for your contributions. I'm going to kick your ass, Phil. These kids are going back to campus, and they're just blowing COVID all over each other's cocks. Weirdest Big Ten minute, and I love it so much. (laughs) Big Ten minute. A bunch of fat, pale Midwesterners just roaming around Pasadena. You love the Illini, and I have a life. I bleed orange and blue. Gophers minus three is my pick. I respect your love for the Illini. Shove it, shove it, shove it. Row, 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 shove, shove, shove. I'm, like, pretty much the only Gopher fan that people know. Hello, Big Ten Minutes. Here we are. It is early September. Yeah, there's a lot of games left. This was not the best weekend for either our Illini or Gophers, but you know what? We're still up a lot of fun. The Illini still lead the Big Ten West. I cannot say the same for the Gophers. Let's start with you, Dan, about your Minnesota Gophers, who hosted the defending Big Ten champion Ohio State Buckeyes this past Thursday. What say you, Fuzzy Perchez? The game was about as expected. I think kind of as I predicted it would. Gophers could hang in there for a bit, uh, which they did. The offensive line looked pretty solid. Uh, in the end, Ohio State's uh, five-star athletes just sort of took over. Yeah, they, they lost 45-31. It hit exactly on that number, that two-touchdown number. I think some folks had the hook. Good for you if you had the Gophers, plus 14.5. Yeah, it was fine. Defense was shaky. O-line looked great. Tanner Morgan, he's okay. I think he's regressed every year. It was an entertaining game. I was surprised. Like nationally, it seemed like people loved it. On Twitter, people were like, this is a great game. It's a good national game. I don't think the Gophers embarrassed themselves completely, which was good. Uh, but Ohio State's just they're just fucking good. There's no other way to put it. Uh, but obviously, the uh, Mo Ibrahim 
I just like saying it that way. His injury, that's pretty much the end of the season for the Gophers. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. That sucks. That was bad, and you could see it in slow-mo. His leg just popped. Uh, there was a good, like, I hope it's just cramps moment, I think, from Gus Johnson. I don't know if you saw that. He definitely threw that out there. <laughs> but when you saw I mean, it wasn't as bad as the Dak injury, but when you yeah. saw it, it was like Kevin Durant, like Kevin Durant yeah. in the finals. When he, It was exactly like that. So you knew he was done. You knew he was out for the year. You know, the Gophers will be more of the same. They have uh, Trey Potts, I think, is the, now the, the guy stepping up at running back. He he looks pretty good. I mean, that old line is great. That old line is really good. P.J. Flex, stop it. Stop it with the Wildcat, though. You're not fooling oh anybody. Just fucking stop it. Unless you're going to have your running back throw the ball, it's not fooling anybody. So just knock it off with that. And I think it's kind of disrespectful to your quarterback who's been playing for like four straight fucking years who was awesome two years ago to just be like, oh, it's third and four. Let's do Wildcat. Just fucking knock it off. Uh, Granted, I think it worked a decent amount against Ohio State, but (laughs) (laughs) just stop it. Just stop it. Great call, PJ. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. I don't don't know the stats on that. But their, their wide receivers are shaky. They're going to get kind of their number one guy. Chris Ottman Bell will be back, I think, next week. That Dylan Wright guy, I'll be honest, I didn't even know really who he was. He caught a touchdown. He's a transfer from Texas A&M. He looked solid. Um, yeah, so they're, they're, they're in trouble. They're in trouble this year. I have uh, them winning seven um, over seven wins this year. So that could be tricky. Not feeling great about that. Uh, they do play this weekend against uh, Miami of Ohio at home. Oh, 11 a.m. kick. You have Coach Cuse, Davey Nobihavy. Gophers are 19.5-point favorites. Over-under is 56. Uh, yeah, you want to take the Gophers. I think it's going to be a uh, uh, workout. The Kinks clear the pipes, if you will. Lay some pipe, clear the pipes, take the over. They're going to put up a lot of points, probably give up some points. So take the Gophers. Rest of the season looks shaky. Don't love it. But looking shaky, do we want to talk about your Illini? That's fine. I don't think that was a very fair segue, Dan. I think that was very rude. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Classic classic <laughs> trap game. You, you nailed it. The classic trap game. I don't know why that killed me last time we talked. We did an emergency pod for your Illini, which still makes me laugh after beating Nebraska. Classic mm. trap game. Uh, I wasn't sure how to handle it on Saturday. I know you kind of did. Were you really not watching the game in real time? Correct. Or, uh, Correct. Okay. Because I couldn't figure out if you just said that to get people to not talk to you about the game. Oh, that's a great there was, idea. There no, was a part was of legit. me that like, because I think you sent it middle of the game maybe i read it in the middle of the game i'm not really sure when you sent that but it i was like in my mind you did that intentionally to be like just don't fucking talk to me about the illini right now no i sent a pregame uh it is a custom of mine for illinois sports for whatever reason it just kind of works out that way where i tend to not be able to watch it live but i catch up at night I enjoy uh, a number of hams. It gets me revved up, gets my engines purring, 
like an absolute cat in the wild, a feral cat, if you will, that may catch a bit of a farm mouse and bring it to your barn for an extra part of your meal. Um, anywho, Illini, tough loss. <laughs> tough loss. They lost 37 to 30 against UTSA, who turns out, as we were mentioning in our uh, uh, bonus podcast last week, they're pretty damn good. They returned like 21 of 22 starters. I learned that uh, just before the opening kickoff, and I thought, oh, fuck. And I thought, well, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily good. I know they were 7-5 last year, and they played BYU to the tilt, but then they're in Conference USA. Who's really in Conference USA? They were good. They're legit. They were. I'm not just saying this to make excuses for the Illini. Quarterback was really good. They have a wide receiver that I want the Bears to have. James Franklin, not not the Penn State coach. <laughs> Maybe it's not James. It's definitely Franklin, though. It's definitely Franklin. That dude, that dude fucks. That guy was awesome. It didn't matter what Illinois did against that guy. He was unbelievable. And the running back, uh, Sincere Harris, great name. I saw him um, on DraftKings. His name was mentioned in the uh, the Heisman race. He, you can bet on him oh, to win the Heisman. Okay. Yeah, so that dude's legit. So their defense wasn't great. the The Roadrunners is that who we decided they are? Yep. The Jackrabbits, Roadrunners. Roadrunners. Uh, yeah, their defense was good enough, but not great. Still gave up thirty to the Illini. Illinois' offense was not like crisp or amazing, but they still put up thirty, and they were driving to to tie or win. At the end, uh, you can't give up 37 points, though, and expect to, to win. You, if you, I guess the point is, score 30 points against UTSA, you should win. That's the point. Classic trap game, as Dan said. I do expect UTSA to actually be, like, a good team. Like, at the end of the year, I think we'll look back and say, not a bad loss. It feels – it hurts today because that's the best shot at 2-0 that they've had in a long time. Uh, and I know it just feels like a lot of justifying. Dan is laughing I love at me right it now. So much. I know. I, love- I know. Dan is totally you laughing. You fucking have UTSA in the playoff at the end of the year just to justify a home loss in week two. Yes. I, I yes. fucking love you, Bill. I love every second of your line. I love. Sorry to mean to interrupt. Keep going. No, no, it's fantastic. It's so true. And by the way, it's week one. Okay, we we dominated week zero. That was week one. Uh, Illinois still leads the Big Ten West tied at the top with the Iowa Hawkeyes. <laughs> so let's keep our eye on the prize. And uh, I don't think we lost anybody this to uh, for the rest of the season injury-wise, but we did lose Keith Randolph, our best defensive lineman. He'll be out a number of Oops. weeks. He looked like he was crying. That was not good. Um, we play at Virginia, another classic trap game, <laughs> 10 a.m. <laughs> 10 a.m. Whoa, 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 whoa. No way. 10 a.m. Central. Yes. Yes. Why? Why? Why is it 10 a.m. Central? I don't think it's that's ridiculous. right. Ridiculous. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say you're okay. wrong. Look it up. Let me look, look it up. up. No, I hope I hope I'm wrong. I oh really my god, hope I'm it's wrong. 10 a.m. Why is it god at 10 a.m.? It. Why We're is fucked. it? We're fucked. That can't be right. It. Football isn't played that early. It shouldn't be. Uh, but I do want to give another shout out, and I gave him a shout out to he and his parents, James McCourt, last. Uh, episode James McCourt is now the all-time leader for Illinois football in terms of kickers with made field goals over 50 yards he had two 50 plus field goals on Saturday night he looked amazing James McCourt I love you come on zero doinks uh spoiler alert Huey's mayo and eggs comes up next thank you Spotify for getting us our goddamn audio finally uh James 
you're going to be in the NFL. If it wasn't for Cairo Santos, we would want you on the Bears next year. Illinois still, I think, okay, honestly. And I know we're, we laugh at me every year. <laughs> I know we do. <laughs> it's fun. I do think we're going to be fine. That's a tough loss, though. That's You should be 2-0 after two weeks. That's That's a missed opportunity. Classic missed opportunity. Classic trap game. I still can't get over this 10 a.m. kick. That What the fuck? I don't know who that really benefits either. Like, it's obviously not great for a team traveling east, but... Literally nobody. What? It benefits right. nobody. Yeah, it benefits That's nobody. stupid. Especially the fans. Although, I guess 11 a.m. in Virginia, you're still getting lubed up early. And also... We said this during our during our bonus episode. I'm such an idiot in the preseason. I think I I obviously shit on the Roadrunners until last week. I'm like, actually, they may be okay. I abs- I think I said Virginia absolutely blows. I think I said that in the preseason. Virginia's been really good lately. I didn't realize it. <laughs> so <laughs> that's not good. I think they were like in the Orange Bowl two years ago. Whoops. Whoopsie daisies. Uh, Josh Whitman, schedule better. Schedule your non-conference better, okay? Come on. You and I talk about the line. The line are getting 10 points. The over-under is 55. That's a lot. That's a lot of points. (laughs) Uh, Hump, Illinois. Uh, Money line is probably, if it's plus 10, what do you think? Plus 300-ish, maybe 275. Sure. Sure. Um, Yeah, we can't gamble on them in Illinois. We can only gamble on them when Coach Cuse is in in Michigan. Yeah. uh, yeah, I would go. I'd sprinkle a little bit on plus ten. I'd sprinkle a lot on money line. Uh, over under, what do you say? Fifty five. Is that yep. what you said? Yep. Mm, I over because Illinois' offense looks good and their defense mm, was not great last week. So let's just—that's a streak. Obviously, one week bad defense. That's a total streak. I would definitely hammer the over. I like that. You line are in an absolute tailspin right now. You want to take Virginia given ten. That's that's a lock. Well, Illinois, Illinois is an absolute disaster right now. Playing at ten AM. They're, they're horrible at ten AM. Hugh yeah, what is that Australian time for Hugh and, and Blake Hayes? It can't be I think good, that's, right? I don't know. I think night? that's no, that's like Wednesday. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Hugh, <laughs> Hugh, by the way, saw you again on the sideline. You looked amazing. You were a total gentleman. Uh, one of the sideline, I think it was a person that like holds the first down marker. She was a lady. She got run over as fuck by a very rude roadrunner. And Hugh, you came to this gal's aid. You picked her up. It looked like you took care of her. Uh, then it cut away to the to the huddle, so I don't know what happened after that. But Hugh, you're a gentleman, you're a scholar. We love you. Thanks for being our exclusive zero doinks Illinois representative. We can only assume he planted a little kiss on her cheek when he uh, helped her up. So because that's how much of a gentleman he is. So yeah, good job, He's Hugh. Respectful. We love you. He's res- we do. We love you. Um, so how do you feel still being a game behind uh, Illinois in the Big Ten West? Do you think there's a chance for the Gophers to catch up? Yeah, what do you think? absolutely. Yeah, they're, at worst, they're going to even that out when they go head-to-head and probably win by 50-plus. Um, Big Ten West is a problem. With uh, I think Iowa might be a problem. They beat the shit out of Indiana this weekend. But Indiana, are we? who's talking themselves into Indiana? Who, Bingo. 
who thinks they're good? Just relax. They played a couple good games last year, and I was like, oh, sneaky pick, and Iowa beat the fuck out of them. So, I don't know. Maybe Iowa's not that good. I don't know. We want to talk about a few big games this weekend yeah. for yeah, let's Big do it. Ten. Let's, yeah, let's uh, spread let's it. Not... Let's spread. Let's spread. Let's spread. We're, let's we're spread. so spread. weak. Spread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah what do you yeah, got? Yeah. All right. So, uh, first game, Ohio State is hosting Oregon this weekend. And I think in most years you'd say that sounds like it'd be a great game. It's Saturday at 11 a.m., not 10 a.m., because that's a weird time to start a football game. Ohio State's giving 14 and a half at home to Oregon. Does not Oregon enough. stink now? Not enough. Not enough. I don't know. That kind of surprised me. That's a lot of points. I'd go Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I'd stay away. Uh, Michigan is hosting Washington Saturday night at 7. Uh, night games in Michigan seem kind of cool. That seems like a good time. I'll just say that. Uh, Have you ever Mich- been to the big house? No, never been. It's awesome. I, is it? And I hate, I hate Michigan. You know this. Yeah. We talk about it a lot. Right. It is awesome. The fans are not awesome. Okay. okay. If you're, yeah. I don't know, Ty, our latest egg from Canada, for some reasons, a, a Michigan Wolverine fan. Um, your brethren, the suck. And I'm sorry. If you're, if you, if you listen to this podcast and you're a Michigan fan, I love you, but you also suck at rooting yeah. for college sports. Yeah, stop being an asshole to Bill. Uh, Michigan's giving six <laughs> this Saturday night against Washington. But obviously the game of the week is Iowa at Iowa State. Uh, Saturday, 3.30 in Ames. Uh, College game day will be there. Iowa is plus four and a half. I would absolutely take the points there. I hate Iowa. Take the points. Those games are always close. It's going to be a field goal. If Iowa may lose, you're out? Okay. Give me the reason, Bill. Give it to me. I think Iowa State is really good. I think Iowa is not as good as Tim in Iowa thinks they are. I think Iowa State embarrasses them by 10-plus. Wow, all right. You and I disagree on that. Um, this, I can't believe I'm, a, I'm agreeing with Tim. I think, I think Iowa's going to – I think Iowa's going to win, but at worst they're going to lose on like a field goal or like a dumb safety, something stupid, and they're <laughs> going to cover. They're going to cover. But I do want to cover. I, I alluded to this earlier on uh, reasons why you shouldn't listen to me for gambling advice at all. Mm-hmm. Bill, I, I mentioned this uh, offline. College <laughs> college football week one gambling was not so good for your pal, Dan. I, I did the math. It seemed real bad. Uh, Sunday, what game was Sunday? Was that the Notre Dame game? I can't remember. I was just looking a lot of red in my DraftKings account. I went 6-17 and 17 on my wagers for college football this weekend. 6 of 17. 6 and 17, I should say. Not 6 of 6 and Damn 17. 17 it. losses. I would have absolutely taken Illinois and Northwestern this weekend. So that's two more <laughs> losses that I didn't have. So I would have been 6 and 19. 6 Winning wagers, nineteen losing wagers this weekend. You know what? What what am I doing anyway? Why am I betting that many games to start off the season when everything's pretty much unknown? Shame on me. But I wanted to just put that out there because I don't want people to lose money listening to me. I if you if you've listened to us, you know you shouldn't listen to me for sure. 
Bill, Bill's a sharp. Rick's a no, sharp. Don't no, listen to sharp. me, please. I'll be better, but this weekend was bad. Well, I still feel a bit guilty when Rick reached out Saturday morning and said, I need a hot pick. And I said, here's something that I found because I read it on Action Network. Stupid. Yep. Why? I don't know. I don't know who these authors are. I don't know if they're if they work for DraftKings and they're trying to spook me out of my cash. And uh, they said, go over Penn State first half. They had ten and a half. Go over. They have a new offensive coordinator. Things are going to be great. Penn State scored zero points in the first half. <laughs> zero. zero points. So I talked you into it. I talked Rick into it. I still yep. feel guilty. That's one of the first pieces of advice that I've for, <laughs> advice is the wrong word. It's like as if I know something. That's like the first like clue. That, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. I'm too many hams. I'm an idiot. You seem so confident in it and I didn't even question where it was coming from and I just needed winners even at that point even though it was early in the session. I wasn't questioning it. Do not feel bad. I was just happy to have the action. And I was happy the Wisconsin lost, so I well, feel yeah. like you will you willed Penn State into that win. <laughs> so I will happily pay for that Penn State win to okay. beat the fucking Badgers. So don't feel bad. Stop it. Just stop no. it. All right. That's fair. They didn't have 10 points until like two minutes left in the third quarter. I think Penn State finally had 10. But yeah, that was a great game. That was a great finish. Great it was game. Not a, it was not a great, yeah. When I saw, when I turned on the game, I think it was the opening kickoff, and it looked like it was raining absolute badgers for real. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. Although I guess you could still score 10 points in a rainstorm, for God's sakes. Uh, Penn State's a weird team. Their defense looks awesome holy awesome. shit penn state has some has some dudes on defense also it had a really bad targeting call yeah. near the end of the okay. game just fucking can we talk shit. about this real quick you you mentioned the old miss uh, louisville game that you were on the wrong side so was i i was i had louisville money line <laughs> <laughs> oh no did another... i talk did no, i talk no, no. you into that one okay no thank god no thank god. i i searched the internet as long as I could to find somebody that agreed with Louisville Moneyline because I wanted to have action on that. I wanted some justification because the I thought, Ole Miss can't be that good. What's his name's out with COVID? Lane Kiffin, right? Kiffin, yep, yep. So it's like, Louisville can't be that shitty, right? They were shitty. Anyway, four guys kicked out in the first half, ejected for targeting. Four, oh, I didn't see that. Yes, four guys. What the fuck? What are we doing, college football? Like, Fix that. Fix yes. that. Yes. That's so it's, stupid. Why isn't automatic? We talked about this, I think, season one on Zero Dunks. Yeah. It's the dumbest fucking thing. Fine. 15-yard penalty, fine. Give him a fucking warning, fine. Right. Why is it an automatic ejection? How do you know what the guy's intent was? That's ridiculous. Right. And I think the – well, the thing that pissed me off in the Badger game was Wisconsin intentionally delayed snapping the ball, and I think they called a timeout – just yes. to bully the yes. officials into reviewing it, which yes. is like, are you fucking kidding me? You have to bully officials into reviewing it. And I was like, there's no way they can go back on this because they yeah. just are doing it. They as didn't a want to. And they, they, didn't, they want didn't want to. to. Yeah. And they fucking yeah. kicked him out. And it was yeah. such bullshit. I hate that rule so much. It's it's dog shit for the for the players. Yeah. You're right. Like maybe maybe have them sit out. A series like the rest of that series or something like that there's got to be a better solution doesn't he have to sit out 
like another half of the next yes, game. A full game. What are so we it, doing? Yeah. So if it's third quarter, that dude's out through halftime of the next game. Illinois had a guy who had to sit out the first half of the first game because he got one from last, the last year? game of last year. Yes. What is that about? That's ridiculous. That's Just ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah it's... Or have a 30-yard penalty. I don't give a fuck. Like the it's the the ejection thing I have a I have a huge problem with. Because that most of these teams outside of like Alabama, they don't have the depth to to withhold to withstand right. that shit. And I feel like it's a lot of teams best defender half the time yep. too. It's like their best linebacker, their best DB or whatever. That's bullshit. There was somebody was it on Clemson last year against Ohio State, maybe they got ejected. Yep. It's like yep. That shit changes the whole game because of one play that may not even have been intentional. It's ridiculous. Just dumb. Just dumb. And that Penn State guy, like, there was kind of nothing he could do. I mean, I I guess you could kind of say he put his helm. I I don't know. There was, like, no other way to tackle him. And it's just – it's it's bullshit. Nobody likes it. Nobody likes it. Even the the commentators – even the commentators – who was calling that game? Even they were like, this has got to be fixed. This is ridiculous. Every time it happens, the guys doing the play-by-play are like, this is dumb. Stop it. Yeah. Just stop it. Stop. Nobody likes it. Nobody likes no. it. I no. get reviewing it. There should be a yeah. penalty. Give yes. them an extra. Like you said, you you hit it. Like, give them fucking 30 yards. Like, really penalize <laughs> them on the field. Right. Stop throwing kids out of the game. Unless it is, like, their second one. If they get two, yeah. all right, toss Fine. them out. Fine. Yeah, That's it. I'd be totally fine with that. Yeah. And then, and then, ju- you know, maybe have a hearing to judge their fate for the next game if the intent was there. Just knock it off. I mean, an official could make a bad call for, you know, Wisconsin, Penn State, and he's got to sit out the next week. It could have been a, to- a terrible call. He's got to. There's no. There's no. There's yeah. no going back. You're just right. out for the next. The f- next first half of the next game. Right. Stupid. Stupid. Jesus Christ. Come on. Well, you know what? If the NCAA had anybody paying attention, maybe they'd have an opinion here. But they don't. They blow, which is fine. Uh, can I give you a quick uh, Illinois uh, hoops update? Real quick. Real oh, quick. okay. Okay. Yes, you, yes you may. Are, are you familiar with threemanweave.com? <laughs> oh, no, but that's got to be very pornographic. It does seem pornographic. I don't know who runs it. It's very popular. Uh, amongst uh, college hoops fans, except for me, apparently, that I've always heard of it, but I only talk about it if it benefits Illinois. They've recently put out their top 150 players in the NCAA for college hoops coming into this year. There's two Illinois players in the top 16, in their opinion. Number 16, Andre Curbelo. I love you. So does Dan. We love you. Number love 16. Him. Fantastic. Number two, Kofi Coburn. Uh, Kofi, by the way, interested in NIL opportunities, Dan Doink still needs to be talked into it because Dan is still bitter at the way you handled your near transfer. Dan, back to you. I'm more upset that you're not more upset about it. I feel like I'm he's the back only at Illinois because he's back. I don't care anymore. Man, he was playing with your emotions. That was he doesn't feel bad about it at all. I don't Neither know. Because do he's back. I'm out Neither on him. I'm out on Kofi. Stinks. Terrible. He's a bum. Get him out of my face. He is going to dunk all over your gophers, and you're still not going to care because you're not going to be watching. Oh, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. There's no gophers in the top 150, by the way. I wanted you to know. That was part of the reason I brought it up. Oh, okay. I wasn't even going to ask. I knew that. Dan, thank you for participating in the Big Ten Minute, the Big Ten 25 Minutes. We're going to kick it to Hugh 
Robertson, star punter for the Illini, for the latest Huey's Mayo and Eggs. Dan, thank you, and I'm sorry for Mo Ibrahim. No problem. Huey. Say, throw another shrimp on the barbie. Oh, that's that's an Australian saying. Throw another shrimp on the barbie. (laughs) Crikey. Huey's mayo. I really want an Australian. Huey's mayo and eggs. G'day. Oh. Hey. Huey's mayo and eggs starring Hugh Robertson. You're thinking of Australian. Yeah, that's Australian. Australian. Eggs featuring Hugh Robertson, punter, University of Illinois. Welcome back to Zero Doinks. It is Huey's Mayo and Eggs. This is one of our newest segments and most exciting segments, clearly. We're with Hugh Robertson, punter extraordinary. Extraordinary? Extraordinary? What? That's not a word for the <laughs> University of Illinois. He's an Illini. He is joining Dan Doinks and me today. Thank you, Hugh, for coming on again, man. Thanks for having me, boys. It's good to be back. Absolutely. Have you been just signing autographs left and right now that you're a huge podcast celebrity? <laughs> um, just the mum and dad uh, got their hands on it, so uh, they had a bit of a listen and uh, really enjoyed it. <laughs> they were a bit disappointed that I didn't send them straight to them once I'd finished the podcast. They had to hunt it down. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about your mom. Your mom reached out to us, and she had a lot of great insights on you, so we're gonna, we'll are gonna ask you a few <laughs> questions on that for sure. One thing that we forgot to really brush on last time was um so we mentioned briefly that you were a police officer at some point in australia how and we and we did not and we did not ask like any follow-up questions ridiculous <laughs> job by dan and i i blame myself uh, can you tell us a little bit about that kind of like how how you got involved in that well i could be here for a while um there's definitely some weird things uh being a police officer but uh, that understandable, uh, we didn't get to touch on it last time, it was a fairly jam-packed show, and uh, we had a lot of uh, topics to cover. So, um, but yeah, I, got, I, was, uh, I was in the army, uh, obviously, um, straight out of high school, and then sort of was going to go to university and study engineering, uh, but sort of didn't know exactly that was what I wanted to do for my life. Um, so... Um, I saw saw the opportunity. Uh, I think Victoria Police were recruiting, um, so the police force from my home state in Australia were recruiting for uh, what they call like transit police officers. Um, so they work on the train lines and public transport system in Melbourne. Um, so I, I saw that and uh, applied and uh, got got accepted into the academy and went through all the police training, um, and then did that for about three years, um, and then. After that, sort of had 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 enough. It was um, definitely sort of got sick of. I think I knew the um, the exact announcements at most stations that I worked at, <laughs> so I knew 
the uh, the calls of what what platform and which train, uh, what, what time it was leaving, where it was going, what stations it wasn't stopping at, what stations it was stopping at, if it was express or not. And I, I sat there and realised that yeah, I'm done, I've had enough of this. This is this is way too boring. Um, the fact that I know every every inch of the station uh, means I need to move on. So um, got the opportunity to uh, become a uh, like a on the street police officer, so in in your car, and as opposed to just being at the public transport networks, got a chance to um, get on the street and um, start responding to um, all top all types of incidents, not just incidents at train stations, but all, all incidents in houses and stuff. Um, and yeah, did that for four years, and that's when I that's when I basically at the end of that, that's when I came over here, and that's what that's what happened. But um, I mean this. There's a lot of interesting stories um, that come out of the police force. It's a, it's a tough job being a police officer, I must admit. Um, there's definitely a lot of negativity um, in the world, uh, especially being a police officer. You come across uh, people in their most, their most negative uh, time in their life. So um, that was definitely tough. Um, and, I mean, uh, like, working with other police officers and, and the mental health um, problems that come of that is quite traumatic to listen to. And um, it's, de- I mean, it's in, in the future, it's something that I'd really love to promote more is uh, mental health, not men- just mental health in general, but uh, more specifically um, probably mental health of emergency services, not just police, but uh, paramedics um, and uh, firefighters. And that's because there's a lot of, a lot of sort of traumatic things that uh, are seen and there's probably not enough, it's probably not talked about about, about enough in that area. Um, but yeah, to, to think of a, a particular incident would be um, pretty tough. There's definitely been some funny, funny things that have happened. Um, so, is, so is this like, uh, I know you like adventures. Was it, was that kind of one of the inspirations? Like, Hey, this is something that I know I'm capable of doing and I want to do. And or is it just kind of a natural you want to help other people? I think um, the whole idea of being in a uniform uh, kind of appealed to me. I mean, I've been in the army. I was sort of I went to boarding school after high school. I always always found myself being in a uniform. So um, the fact that I didn't want to remain at the the regiment in the in the army where I was, um, so I think the the, the part, being a part of a uniform uh, must be a, sort of a trend in my life because now I'm in a new a new uniform uh, playing football at Univ- University of Illinois, so it must be a, a life trend. But I just sort of fell into the job, and um, I think uh, it's probably a part of um, wanting to help people, wanting to um, like deal with people on their on their like when their worst days and. Um, being a, a very social person, I enjoyed that part of it. I enjoyed the the speaking with the public, um, having fun with the public, not taking it too seriously all the time, and just, just being like trying. Trying. I mean, I think I had a big, um, a big uh, a want, I suppose, to um, get people to see me without the uniform and just see me as a person doing a job. Um, I think that was a big appeal for me. So I'd sort of just uh, chat to people like they were just, I was meeting them and, um, for the first time at a bar or something or at a, I don't know, at a football game or something like that. So I think that was a big appeal to me and that's why I sort of got involved with the police force. 
Now you you said out of high school you were in the army. Obviously, is that a requirement that you have to serve time out of school? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I I, I thought I mentioned that in the last podcast. So um, yeah, so after high school, did a, a gap year program. No, it's definitely not definitely not uh, required at oh, all. Okay. Um, but they do give uh, high school kids out of high school the opportunity to do what we call a gap year. I don't know if it's a really common thing in America, a gap year program. But yeah, they kind um, of. I, mean, I would say. I mean, Bill. I mean, it used to be a bigger thing, like right after school, right after college, right around the college time. So yeah, I guess that makes sense. It usually helped if you have rich parents that let you travel the world. Yeah, I didn't have that. I didn't have that uh, <laughs> that luxury, to be honest. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, sort of. I, uh, I I decided to go for, to the army. It'd be a good experience. It'd help um, uh, like grow grow as a uh, maturity, like mature a little bit, um, gain some discipline, um, and and get a have a job in the meantime. I mean, I really love traveling around the world and uh, as well. So had I known, I mean, at eighteen years old, you don't really know what else is out there in the world. So had I had I known the opportunities out there would be like, I may have done the um the traveling instead but then again you sort of um I'm up, instead of working in the army I'd probably be working in a bar in London or something um but at the time I um obviously right. didn't know those things um so the gap year program was for me and I mean I don't regret it at all I had a great experience um doing that it's definitely um very tough times and um times where you question why you're doing it and everything like that which is um a part of life really so yeah, I had a, had a fantastic time in the army, but I just at the end of it, sort of didn't really um, want to remain in the uh, the regiment I was at um, for various reasons, mostly because there was uh, no opportunity to um, go and fight overseas, um, which is basically why you train the whole time is because you want to do that, and when you find out that you're not going to get the opportunity to do that ever it sort of takes away the interest a little bit, I suppose. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's what the uh, Australian Gap Year Army is. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got a, a question about uniforms as, and as a sort. Um, are you familiar with Thunder Down Under? Have you heard of such Thunder a thing? Thunder Down Under. Yep. In Las Vegas. It's basically... Is it similar to It's strippers. It's strippers. It's male strippers. Um, Magic Mike concept. Yeah, bingo. Is there a... I'd like to picture in my mind that Australia has a recruitment and training type program like you did for the kicking for Thunder Down Under. Does that exist? And did they approach you at any point? (laughs) No, no, definitely. They they definitely didn't approach me, and I haven't heard about it. So... (laughs) Um, yeah, it's definitely. I mean, there's definitely. I'm not sure. Are they all Australian? The uh, Thunder Down Under. You sound like you've been there to a few you know, shows. <laughs> I, I wish that I had been, but I have not. But that's sort of like the running joke in my house um, with my wife. Thank God Luke Longley isn't in it because, you know, as I mentioned last time, I'd let her, uh, I, I let him sleep with my wife. But um, you know, it's it's. Uh, I've not been there, but I believe my understanding is they are all are all Australian, or at least they're really good at accents. Okay, okay. Well, it's, uh, there's obviously a um, a market for it, considering uh, Outback Steakhouse did so well. Why not get? 
don't know how many guys there are, five or six um, semi-naked Australian guys on the stage in Vegas. Someone will pay for it. Is this, does this like, are we telling on ourselves here that I basically just bucketed Australians into drinking Fosters, going to Outback and doing Thunder Down Under? Is that like just a <laughs> dumb American thing? It's probably like a checklist you have to go through when you meet people in uh, yep. the Midwest here and then you just hit all those buckets. I, am I the first one to ask you about Thunder Down Under? The first one to ask me about Thunder Down Under. Yes. I reckon I've had Shrimp on the Barbie is a regular. Um, <laughs> Uh, Big Spiders is a, a huge. Actually, last night uh, went out with my uh, my girlfriend Brooke and a, and a few of her friends, and um, there was this one girl that was uh, was there. And the first thing she asked me about was about the, the how big the spiders are. So that's quite a regular um, question. Uh, the other one is uh, snakes. The snakes, but all animals based things. I feel a lot of yep. animal based things. So kang- kangaroos, obviously koalas and um and that's basically yeah i think i can't think of anything off the top of my head but yeah shrimp, shrimp on the barbie spiders are, are the main two i'd say and that's when yeah, you actually, sort of you get the old i can't help myself but roll the eyes every time it happens um i feel, I feel probably, <laughs> probably probably a bit rude of me but <laughs> no i think you're well within your right to roll your eyes at these dumb stereotypical shit that us <laughs> americans throw your way that's fair yeah it's true. You can roll your eyes any time at us too. We we will not take it personally. It's okay. Uh, so you so speaking of lovely Australians, your 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 mum. I also love that that you call moms mums. I think we need to do that here in the states. Uh, she reached out, Judy. She reached out with a lot of things about about your life growing up in Australia a little bit. So I don't know if this makes you nervous at all, but. I think one uh, thing she wanted to, she sounds like a real trip. First of all, I think she, <laughs> she said that she's known as overalls lady around town. Does this sound familiar? Yeah. Look, I'm a bit nervous about this. Um, she doesn't really have a filter. <laughs> so uh, this will be interesting, but yeah, she loves her overalls. Uh, I think when I was I think a few years ago, I was traveling with my best friend across America and, uh, and she, every, every town I was in, she made an effort to find out where I was staying and look up all the craft stores that were within the uh, 10 mile radius of where I was staying and um, asked me to look there. If I, if, if I could find any overalls to post them back to her. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, That's absolutely amazing. You know, general sort of mother things that uh, they request and that are, are so outlandish that you sort of, you just sort of shake your head and go, okay, mum, okay, mum. Okay. Yep. I'll have a look. I'll have a look. Just trying to appease her, really. Right. No, that makes <laughs> sense. She. So she said that you you grew up farming, but you didn't much like it, right? You you were more of a more of a city guy. I wouldn't say I grew up farming. Okay. I um I don't know where um she got that from. But... Okay. She, she may have been she may have been screwing with Dan and I too. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sounds like Potential. a bunch of mayo to me. Yeah. She's me. Good. Yeah, she's got the Robertson surname, so um, she's definitely, <laughs> definitely going to be uh, a bit of mayo there. Yeah, but a yeah, she, uh, yeah, she. Uh, I grew up in a uh, sort of like in in Melbourne, in like in this in sort of city, and I mean, I think I saw I saw a farm for the first uh, first time when I was about oh, ten years old with my dad. We went, went worked on a um, a milk farm for for a week, but that was. Uh, it was 
around around the 2000 Olympics. So I was probably I was probably seven years old. But then, yeah, that's the, that's the only time I set foot on the farm, and <laughs> I don't know where she's getting that from. I was very much. <laughs> Very, I, I say I'm from the country just because uh, my whole family grew up in a town that is in the country, but this town is 200,000 people, so they still have office blocks and everything there. <laughs> so. Right? Yeah, that's that's a large city. That that's that sounds like to me. So she, so is she throwing mayo at us when she says she currently lives on a farm that's filled with sheep, goats, cattle, and she said she had a three-legged a three-legged goat. Is this is she full of it? I can't believe this is happening. Um, no, that's, that's completely all true. She's, uh, she lives on a farm now. She's got a little hobby farm in country Victoria. Um, I'm not sure exactly how much land she has. Um, a couple of acres though. I'm not sure. Do you use the acre sort of system here or hectares more? Yeah. She's got a few acres. Um, I'm not, don't quote me on, I don't know exactly how many, but yeah, she's got all those animals she's talked about. Um, the goats actually spend a bit of time inside as well, which I can't believe, but, um, yeah, they, they roam around the sort of the property and, um, her and her partner live, uh, live happily on that land, which is, uh, I'm happy for her. She's, uh, she's, uh, she's a very happy lady on that, on the farm. Are we going to get you in trouble, Hugh, with the, uh, your current teammates by exposing some of these facts here? Nah, that's all right. <laughs> Everyone's got skeletons. <laughs> that's right. These are pretty good skeletons. I mean, that's pretty good. She did say that, um, you know, she she heard us talking, asking you about kangaroos and, you know, the mayo that you put in your article when you had signed with the Illini and uh, winning a race or something like that. But she said that, I don't know if uh, you guys had a German shepherd, but that a German shepherd recently chased a kangaroo like off of their land apparently which sounded amazing was that was yeah. that a frequent thing like that's sort of i mean you don't really need to chase and they're fairly harmless the kangaroos uh, that doesn't surprise me at all that that happened um because there's kangaroos everywhere but I, i'd say to sort of, sort of say uh kangaroos are, are very similar to deer over here so obviously have, have you guys ever hit um a deer with your car at all like driving yeah yeah all the time so that would, that's, that's how I'd describe kangaroos, but times about 20. I haven't seen a deer. I've seen one deer in broad daylight since I've been here, whereas if I was driving back home, um, like, through country roads and everything, uh, there'd be kangaroo at night especially. There'd be kangaroos everywhere. Uh, I've probably I've hit one kangaroo myself um, and basically t- almost totaled my car on my first day at a new police station. Um, about five in the morning, um, and then I've hit. Uh, I've been the passenger when um, I've hit uh, two kangaroos. I've been the passenger in a police car when we've hit two kangaroos. Um, so pretty, pretty sad. But uh, and yeah, but that's that how, sounds that's terrible. How, that's how common they are. Really, it's it's um, and um, all over the road and and all that sort of stuff. And sometimes you just can't avoid that. It's a harsh reality. Yeah, I'm. I'm picturing like around melbourne just like kangaroos hopping around everywhere magpies just flying into people's windshield like this is an amazing amazing land <laughs> i mean it's not that regular um it's a funny story actually um i was uh when i was i was over here um doing a bit of traveling D- dad decided um he's there's these there's these sort of um i would say uh devices you can install in your car 
you can get cheap ones as well for like ten dollars, ten twenty dollars, um, and like stick them on the bottom of your car. The idea behind them, they make a whistling noise, which uh, repels uh, kangaroos. So to so to try and uh, you put this in your car if you lived in the country, so you could drive and be at more peace of mind where that you're not going to hit a, a kangaroo uh, and and destroy your car or worse kill the kangaroo. Um, so Dad decided it'd be a great idea to install a device on my car without me knowing and knowing that I don't believe in the system. I don't think it works, which a lot of people do. A bit of a skeptic of the uh, of the um, shoe-roos, they call them, shoe-roo. So um, you can imagine what that means. Like as in if you shoe something, you're trying to get away. That's the, that's the brand of that they, they created. Um, so they put the, the shuru, he put the shuru on my car and I'd never hit a kangaroo in my whole life. And I was probably, I was 20, 24 when he put, put, put it on my, 25 when he put it on my car, or the, the shuru without me knowing, um, thought it'd be a nice little surprise. And, uh, yeah, uh, first time driving with it on, um, hit a kangaroo. So on my first first day, first day driving. So I have I, I turned it off straight away after that. Turned it off, didn't have it on at all, and haven't hit one since. Um, <laughs> it's like a so, ma- it's more like a kangaroo magnet, apparently. And, yeah, that, that's that's my skip. That's why I'm so skeptical. Never hit a kangaroo before. Never even got close to hitting a kangaroo. The first time I have it on, that's when I I totaled my car, almost totaled totaled my car. Um. And yeah, so I was very skeptical, and uh, Dad definitely um, questioned me pretty uh, intensively about if I had the king, the shuru on or not. And I was uh, adamant that I had a, definitely had it on, and I won't be having it on again. That's that's <laughs> unbelievable. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Do okay. This is a stupid American question too, but you compared kangaroos to deer just in terms of you know what we're used to seeing around here and potentially hitting with your car do people do people eat kangaroo is that is it a delicacy look it's um it's it's not massively produced but you can get uh i mean i wouldn't hunting kangaroo is illegal um i'm sure there are people that go and find roadkill um and eat, eat kangaroo roadkill um, but you're not allowed to hunt kangaroo. So I'm not actually, I, can't, I don't actually know. I'd love to actually find out and do some research about this, but kangaroo is a really lean pro- meat protein and very, ta- like, tastes really great. I've had to take kangaroo mul- multiple times. Tastes fantastic. Hmm. Although I, um, I don't actually know if it's not mass produced, definitely, but you can, you can buy it at your local supermarket in Australia. So, I mean, it's not going to be in, in, abund- in, as, in as abundance as uh, chicken breasts, for example, but it's, it's going to be a few sort of signature companies that do put it out there. Um, That's interesting. What would you compare the taste to, like that, that your average, you know, American like myself or Dan would have? Is there any, is there any comparable? Beef, They're very similar to beef, I'd, I'd say. It's just a lot leaner. Um, and a lot redder, like the, it's just yeah, very, very, very healthy protein. Okay, I have an update for you. They, you can buy kangaroo meat online through a company called Fossil Farms out of New Jersey, 
which obviously is very oh, well, well known for their free range kangaroos in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> all that all that space they've got. Uh, exactly. Just right outside of Newark. Yeah, there's plenty <laughs> of kangaroos just jumping around. Big time. Uh, so, if I was going for, if I was going for a kangaroo name, mate, I'd be going to Australia, I think. That would be my first guess yeah, as well. For sure. Go, go to the source. Yeah, go straight to the source. Uh, your your mom also mentioned that you, as you said, a big time adventurer growing up. That you you've hung out with um, orangutans. Like I don't know if you're on a safari or something, or like sleeping in a tent or something like that. You've you've been down a dangerous river. You've you've done all sorts of things. Did you see the Great Pyramids too? Or no, that's all true. Mum, I was very fortunate as a kid. Mum would, uh, I mean. Mum was a nurse by trade, so she was uh, she studied nursing and uh, was a, still is a nurse. Um, but she she would uh, really budget um, well and 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 put um, traveling as a, a real um, like importance, uh, which is I, I value to this day. I really like I thank her so much for that. Like she really like opened my mind up to the world and um, gave, made a lot of things. Um, uh, made made a lot of opportunities possible um, by uh, budgeting and and making sure she put a lot more focus on travel rather than having the materialistic big car or um, big house big house or uh, a boat or something like that. We were able to go all through Africa, um, uh, went through all of Southeast Asia. Um, that's where the orangutans are. Um, and has some unbelievable experiences that I, I like. I mean, I remember all those things uh, that happened. I remember I was probably, I think I was eleven. No, sorry, I was probably seven or eight years old, and I still remember um, an orangutan in Borneo, which is a um, an island in Southeast Asia. Uh, orangutan there grabbing my mum's hand and is walking with her like she was her mum, which is hit. Yeah, so that, that like mum made that possible, um, and I still, um, I still want, I still thank her to this day. Like it's just made my, um, made my life and made what what I value, um, me valuing experiences and and learning about different cultures. I value that more than, um, having a new, having a new car or having a a nice boat. Oh, that's. That is awesome. I mean, great lessons passed down. That's that's fantastic. Do you know what um, she wanted me to ask you? What her favorite saying is, and if you remember what what your favorite saying was growing up too. Either of these ring a bell. Um, my favorite sayings. I'm not sure actually. Um, what have you got for me? Yeah. So she said that your favorite saying uh, was, "You can see the whole world from here." So I don't know if that had something to do with with any of your adventures or anything. Oh, I probably had a fair few sayings as a kid, <laughs> like all kids, sure. like all kids do. But that reminds me that like, I remember that. Yeah, of course, that's uh, that's one of the big ones. Uh, for ever top of a mountain or on a, on a big tower and looking at a view, that would be the uh, the, the thing I'd say every time. Um, I'm I'm very impressed that Mum remembered that. Yeah, absolutely, and and maybe along that same line, she said that she would often say to you, "Where else in the world would you rather be?" Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a very good saying. That's a very good saying, and 
it's something that a lot of people actually would say <laughs> if they're sitting on the beach yeah. um, in the middle of nowhere and um, sipping on a beer. It's uh, I think that's usually, yeah. usually the, the phrase that comes out, the cliche phrase. Absolutely. Oh, speaking of beer, we forgot to ask you last episode if you've ever had a hams beer, if you've had a hams yet. A hams beer. No, I haven't. It's not that great. Like, yeah, it's kind of like it's it's but it's worth it's worth trying. You know, I I think you were having a bush light last time. I'd put it in that range. Yeah. Yeah. I've had to I've had to sort of um, uh, lower my standard of beers uh, ever since becoming a student again. I'm not I've got to realize I'm not not working full time anymore. So uh, can't can't be uh, forking out for the IPAs all the time. Uh, I have to sort of uh, downgrade a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's okay so ham so ham's maybe up uh maybe kind of that speed then that's definitely college budget type beer so if you ever see ham's beer you know on the shelf you might want to give it a shot i'll have to i'll have to give it a crack absolutely give it a crack but i know our our audience loves loves hearing from you already they love the accent much more than our boring midwestern ones and, uh, and and they love learning about your incredible background and, and very unique story, Hugh. So we really appreciate having you on Huey's Mayo and Eggs on Zero Doinks, man. We look forward to continuing the conversations. Thanks, boys. I really appreciate having on again. Um, look, forward to, look forward to seeing being on again soon. And Sounds good. Say hi to your mom for us. A- I will. Hi, mom. And hi, dad as well. There you go. Thanks, Hugh. We'll, we'll talk to you later, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for the time. All right. Hey guys, it's season three. Have you ever wanted to follow us? Do it at Zero Doinks. Twitter at Zero Doinks. Instagram at Zero Doinks. Slip into our DMs. What, what, wild. If the hams are a slapping, don't come a slapping. If the hams are a slapping, don't come a slapping. At Zero Doinks. Follow us. Here we go. We're going to wrap this motherfucker up. This episode is long. So thank you for making it to this point. We love you. Seriously, we love you. Thanks for listening. You're my only reason for living. All right. Let's talk. You want to talk a little baseball? Here we go. A little bit of baseball, Bill. Let me just run through the Cubs real quick. They're the hottest team in baseball. Everybody's saying it. They're on a seven-game winning streak. Frank Schwindel is apparently Babe Ruth. He can't stop hitting. He hits bombs. He smiles a lot. He looks weird. He looks like he should be doing my taxes. Cubs are hot. Ten games out of the wild card. Twenty-three games left. So that definitely <laughs> will happen. <laughs> Just watch. I'm I'm kidding. The Cubs are terrible. They're going nowhere. It's a fun little blip, I guess. It'll probably hurt their draft. Uh, spot next next year. I don't really know. I don't care. The Cubs have been dead to me for a while. Who cares? Fuck you, Cubs. Bill, how are your White Sox doing? Before we get to the White Sox, Dan, one thing I've noticed over the past few days since I realized the Cubs were still playing baseball is that there's a lot of puns about your guy Schwindel. How do you okay. feel about 
Schwindy City. Oh, that. That, <laughs> I have seen that one. It's so bad. Don't do that. Do not do that. I don't like it at all. No, I'm out. I'm out on okay. it. Okay, good. I, I feel much better. I also find it funny because Zero Dunks brings the world full circle sometimes. The only person that you mentioned when you were at your first live sporting event in two years yes. was seeing this weirdo Schwindel at first base. Mm-hmm. Like, you never heard of him. Never. Fantastic. And now he's Babe Ruth. What the fuck? Now he's Babe Ruth. But I will still admit, if he walked into my house right now, I would fist fight him because I don't know. I wouldn't know who the fuck he was. So, uh, Frank, stay out of my house. I have a family. You do have a family, and it's a beautiful family, and I love them more deeply than you do sometimes. Uh, White Sox. White Sox have a magic number of 17. Last I checked, not sure how Cleveland did this evening. The White Sox are at Oakland, which is a house of horrors. That's where they lost in round one last year in the playoffs that were extended. 16 teams for whatever reason, because when COVID happens, you add more teams to the playoffs. When COVID is still happening, you subtract teams. Very confusing. What is going on? Uh, The White Sox have a lot of people that are injured in their pitching staff. Hopefully it doesn't matter. Hopefully Lucas Giolito gets well before the playoffs. Hopefully Lance Lynn gets well before the playoffs. Hopefully Carlos Rodon gets well before the playoffs. Hopefully Dallas Keuchel dies before the playoffs so we don't have to put him on the playoff roster because he's terrible. Uh, Fist starter, who cares? Ronaldo Lopez, that's fine. Uh, I only like you because we traded you traded for you along with Lucas Giolito in the Adam Eaton trade and Adam Eaton was released earlier this year by the White Sox Jerry Reinsdorf you look fat right now I saw a picture of you you suck uh White Sox um I put a wager recently uh because I had a few extra dollars in my pocket and I wanted more futures outside of the 13 Bears futures I put a White Sox Padres uh, matchup, if you will, on DraftKings for the World Series. That was when the Padres were two and a half games out of the wild card. They are now leading the wild card. And I do believe if the Padres make the playoffs, they are going to be in the World Series because I think the Padres are very good. My question would be to you, Dan, do you think the White Sox will match, will meet the Padres, I should say, in the World Series? What do you think? I don't think the Padres are going to make it. they they were out of the picture completely. I I don't think they're making the playoffs, Bill. I think they're going to completely miss the playoffs. I didn't answer your question at all. Uh, White Sox. Yeah, I think the White Sox could go to the World Series. Why not? Pitching's shaky. <laughs> the <laughs> bullpen's shaky. It's a good start, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they get hit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Baseball's kind of over for me, Bill. I'll just be honest with you. That's fine. I don't give a shit. I, I, I think I like. The, I'll watch the White Sox when they get in the playoffs. I think they're going to make a run. I'll be happy for you, but fuck off, Tony Larusa. That's fair. That's all I could ask out of you. <laughs> That's totally fair. Uh, you may have noticed. I'm sure you did, Dan, because you're the co-host of this show. Is that what we call ourselves? Okay. Uh, Hams and Ted officially won't be back until the playoffs well unless the white Sox qual when they qualify i don't know that's inside baseball why are we talking about it now yeah that's fine or yeah when the cubs uh take over the wild card second wild card spot we'll probably bring it up but uh yeah that's fair 
we'll take a little breather on Hamzy Ted yeah. until playoff time. Yeah, I can't imagine people tune into a Bears podcast that focuses a lot on Big Ten um, <laughs> to listen to White Sox and Cubs talk. But that's fine. Either way, this is not the place that you come for serious analysis. We said it in the intro. If you didn't listen to us, listen to us now. You're here to get your rocks off. Right, Dan? That's right. Get rubbing and tugging. Yeah, you definitely don't come here for the baseball talk when one half of the hosts on this just admitted that he's completely checked out on baseball. So, yeah, you probably uh, – let's stick around. We'll, I'll pay a little closer attention to, for you, Bill. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll tickle your baseball itch just a bit from now until the end of October when the White Sox are – absolutely pouring hams all over that trophy with jerry reinsdorf's flabby body it's gonna be red hot uh dan there was a text thread earlier today no way to segue smoothly with this uh gray balls is going to be back in november last time we talked about it dan you half committed to being on the roster but one half was not playing the other half was joining at Walnuts for post-game beers. Where do you stand right now? I'm probably more of a joining at Walnuts type of guy at this point. I've overcommitted myself. I'm playing softball on Monday nights. I have zero doings. I have lots of children that I know of. Gray balls could be tough to squeeze in. I'll be honest, uh wearing a mask while playing is i feel like that's a thing is that right i feel like that might be a requirement not interested in that i'll just be honest with you so walnuts walnut appearances might might be uh for your old pal dan doinks here is that okay no it's it's fine i feel i've known you for a long time you carried me on your shoulders in multiple champagne bars yes. when we met, when we were both probably 19, 20, or 21, hard to say. I feel like you're using the mask excuse as the excuse not to run up and down the court at Fort Hill in Naperville to defend our title, our Gray Balls title. Dan, what's your response? Well, I don't have any shoes either, Bill. I, we've established this. That's a problem. I don't want to spend money on new basketball shoes. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I did this last time. I said I was out. You talked me into it. Um, I, I, don't, I can't do it right now. When does it start? It starts in November. So COVID will be oh, gone we got, again. Yeah, we got plenty of time. Don't yeah. don't. T- I'm I'm out right now. But talk to me again, October twelfth. I just put it in my calendar and I sent you an invite. What will okay. it take? What will it take though to cash tip the scales? <laughs> okay, cash. I'll just okay. be honest. You got to pay me. Got to wet the beak a little bit. Nil. That's how NIL. it works. That's Here we how go. it works for Dan. What would you say, let's say I don't have enough cash to offer you, and you decline, and maybe you meet us at Walnuts, maybe you don't. What would you feel about bringing back the um, the gray ball segment without knowing what happened? Uh, yeah, in. You'd be okay? Absolutely oh. in, 100%. Okay. Yeah. It just could be me guessing at what happened, and then you okay. telling me what actually happened. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. I th- I think we're in a good me, place. Yeah, I think we're in a really good place. Okay. Uh, I don't know if our audience is in a good place. I know that uh, Dr. Dan Doinks, who has contributed some music in the past, who loves Gray Balls Talk, I think he'd be in. Outside of that, outside of Gray Balls, I don't know if any other listeners are that interested, but you should be because Gray Balls intramural 35-plus-year-old men in the western suburbs of Chicago that's a hot. That's a hot podcast segment, wouldn't you agree, Dan? Did you say Doctor Dan? Yeah. Doinks. Yep. Am I wrong? Who? I think he may be a doctor. <laughs> he might not be. He's a scientist. Of sorts. Who are we talking about? I don't know that you know him actually. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Okay. Yeah. I All may. Right. I may have given him a premature doctorate degree. I may have. <laughs> I got to double check with Coach Cuse on that one. Okay, that's fair. All that's right, Gray fair. Balls. Let's let's uh, let's revisit this on October twelfth. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> Is that fair? Yeah, I do. I have to write that date down because I will absolutely forget it. That's fair. Okay. I think that's totally right. fair. Um, thank yous left and right. Hugh Robertson. Thank you. Fantastic. Uh, love your accent, as does Dan. Yep. Thank you so much for putting up with both Dan and my idiotic American questions. Dan, how do you feel about that? Do you think do you think Hugh, next time we see him, do you think he's going to punch us both in the nose for our stupid questions? I don't think so. He seems like a great guy. He's going to help us up like he did with that lady on the sideline uh, in that loss against UTSA. He's going to help us up and give us a little smooch on the cheek. We could use it sometimes. Um, thank you to Coach Cuse, to my children, and to Styles, also known as Marcel in Minneapolis, for your contributions to our new original song that kicked off this episode. Dan, you have not heard it yet. Are you excited? Are you nervous? I know you saw a few emails bouncing back and forth. They got you excited. What do you think? What are your thoughts what were your thoughts when you knew that Marcel, a.k.a. Styles, was involved? Very excited. I listened to some of Marcel's music on Spotify. It is awesome. So I'm excited to hear this new song. I would say the general vibe uh, for me was uh, somewhere around uh, horny when I heard the news. So, yeah, no, I'm very excited. So thank you guys for that. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you, Hugh and everyone else. Um, thank you, Hams, for sponsoring yes. yet again. Yes. Thank you, John Lithgow. Yes. I don't think he's actually dead, but rest in peace if you are. But I think you're okay. So thank you for your fuzzy star in Hollywood. Indeed. Indeed. Sorry if the next time Dan and I are in Los Angeles, Los Angeles, <laughs> when we see your star, if we do weird things to the fuzz that surrounds said star. <sighs> Big time. Thank you to Darren and Mark and Ty and Phil for sending in your Bears predictions. Hopefully I was able to use all the audio in between segments. Uh, otherwise, I may have thanked people that are not included in the show. <laughs> But thank you for your efforts, no matter what. We appreciate it. We love you. We love all of our fans and eggs. We love all of our listeners throughout the world. Why you listen to us, Dan and I will never know, but we appreciate it. Thank you. It's a new bear season. It's a clean slate. 
17 and 0 is not unreasonable to expect, right, Dan? Not at all. No, I think it's we could do it. We could do it. It starts this week. Uh. <laughs> Nobody could say it better. This has been episode 13 of season 3. The kickoff show. Bears at Rams. Let's go Bears. Let's go Zero Doigs. Thank you, Dan. I love you so much. Your burp, I could taste it through my mic from miles away. Thanks for Thanks, listening. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. I love you. Go Bears. <laughs> Also have a trout pond still going in my pants apparently yeah. this this is one of the hardest cuts we've had you know and i go back to kind of what i'm excited about it starts with our coaching staff really excited about the coaching staff did he have another operation beyond the original acl fix? yeah i don't want to get into specifics of what he had done we you know he just think about development a guy like jesper horstead that's out of my mind so that day he missed practice what was that all about that feels like six months ago to me so yeah i don't even remember it's it's new for us mark oh hi mark <laughs> What a story, Mark. What do you like about, like about the guys that are in the room now? Yeah, I look at that room, and I'm excited. And not just what Andy provides in the room, but what Nick provides in the room. He b- How much say do you have in a decision when we will actually see Justin Fields? Yeah, I mean, we haven't even really got started in the regular season yet. So, you know, our plan is, you know, uh, Andy's our starter, and, uh, and we're, we're rolling with that, you know. And I don't think anything's deviated from that as we've gone forward. We Guys, we like that room from one to three. When I think about Andy and Justin and then Nick, I mean, that's a, that's a strong room from one to three. Those are all hypotheticals. Like, I, I feel like Andy is playing well. It's more about Andy right now. We have a positive outlook. That positive outlook goes off of what we've seen here every day with, with Andy. Why do you think starting a backup won't derail that progress that he's made and not getting the same amount of reps will change anything? You know, I just feel like we're in a Dion, we're just in a good position with with Andy. You know, like like we it, it starts with how we do, how we feel about Andy. Justin is the is the future of the franchise at quarterback, and the coach is saying he's ready to play. How is it not in the best interest in the long term of the franchise to start the process of Justin playing and learning? Because we feel Andy's in a good place too. We knew all about it. Um, we were comfortable with it. And, and again, this is something, the symptoms were way different, and we feel like the issue's fixed. We feel like with Jason Peters and Larry Borum, um, along you know, with, the, with our other tackles, we feel pretty good. Well, Peters has issues, conditioning, whatever. You know, is Borum a legitimate candidate to start? Yeah, he's legitimate. We like him. We like where he's at. Uh, this is Bill's comp for Larry Borum. I hope um, it's a Fetty. It is Keith Van Horn. <laughs> I'm not sold on Larry. I'll just tell you that. Everything else sounds good. Uh, I'm just not on board for Larry yet. I just met him. And so far from what I hear, 
Eh. Eh. You know what's awesome about that is we're like we're together obviously more than we are with our wives. So this is my wife. How was work today? Oh, pretty good. We got a new client at the bank. We'll make a lot of money. What client? I cannot tell you. It's confidential. Oh, come on. Why not? No, I can't. Anyway, how is your sex life? Yeah, I look at that room and I'm excited about the room. One, two, one, two, three, four.
Amen. We'll watch you